<laughs> Welcome to A Word of Influence, episode 18. Sorry guys for that long break, like some technical difficulties, people not scheduling, and I went on vacation and I enjoyed myself. First, we have Alex Sutton. What's up? And we have Sean Waters. Yo. And this is the second part of our One Piece podcast. Uh, I hope you caught the first, because like this one, we're just going to spill everything, so like, no holds bars. But first, on a word of influence, we're going to talk about Spider-Man and some announcements that I have personally for myself, which I'll announce here in a second, is that I'm going to start doing game reviews because I I recently did a Persona one and I enjoyed it so much that it made me just want to turn to actually making video kind of reviews. But first, Alex and Sean, what did y'all think of uh, Spider-Man? I lo- 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 loved it. <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people felt like it was boring. I don't know why. Well, fuck them. <laughs> They're wrong. Yeah, I don't know where someone would get that out of that movie. I, I mean, thought it was everything but boring. Yeah, I think what they were saying, like one of my friends was saying, is that you he didn't actually save the day. I'm like, huh? Well, that's the Peter Parker story. He never actually saves the day. He, Peter Parker is always... Uh, the end of the day for Peter Parker is always the uh, outcome with the least possible casualties. It's always like the, the lesser of two evils, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, I enjoyed... I thought Tom Holland killed the shit completely. Yes. <laughs> like, I thought he sh- outshined... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Michael Keaton. Yeah. But that's oh, just yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic. But, like, I know people say, like, Michael Keaton was the best part. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of thought Michael Keaton was the best part. Did I, you? I didn't think it was, but I do think that he was an excellent villain. Like, he actually had a clear-cut motive, and it wasn't just like, I'm going to do this because I'm a bad guy. Like, he actually had depth to the character. I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And like, I thought he was great. Yeah, because he was just in it for the money. He wasn't actually... No. You know. He's in it for the money and take care of his family. Yeah. Without spoiling it too much, you just check out Spider-Man Homecoming. Is it still out? And that's not an ad, guys. That's not an ad. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> you mean you're not getting paid by Disney? I'm not getting paid by Disney. I yeah. wish. God. <laughs> it was <full> me, <laughs> That paycheck would be nice. <laughs> that paycheck would be nice, you know. Pay off these loans, but, you know. Anyways, um... I like I said I'm gonna do game reviews as we're not gonna I'm not gonna go too in depth because my best friend my good friend over here Alex is playing Persona right now and That's right. I'm pretty sure he'll read it afterwards so I will <laughs> hopefully no I will <laughs> just not right now because like he'll see he'll probably see where I got most of the ideas from and like that game as a gamer has changed me and like that will be in a future reference and like. I'm currently playing through The Witcher, <laughs> Final Fantasy XII, Nier, and ho- eventually Horizon Zero Yawn. Yawn. But, no, Yawn. <laughs> oh. Yawn. Shots fired. Yeah, you're the first person I've heard say something like that about it. Everyone's um, like just choking on that game. Just. Well, here, here's what happened, John. You're not yeah. the first person I've heard say Really? Huh. Well, like, first person to say this, it's just like this. Horizon Zero Yawn came out three days prior to Breath of the Wild. So it was just like, oh, well. And then it's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and it just happened. But 
Otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and probably douse this out throughout this whole podcast. This is going to be the Pierce Schneider tour, as I am going to try to get Pierce Schneider on here. Like, <laughs> I'm being so serious. Like, I know you are. First of all, his name is Pear. Pear Schneider. Yeah. I, I thought Pierre. No, it's Pear. It's Pear. It's Pear. Okay. I thought it was Pear because it made him sound French, but he's actually German. So oh, I'm guys, like, it's Pear. So if you want to get him on your podcast, Pear Schneider. Better say his name right. Bring his name right. Pear Schneider. I'm gonna need you, you to go. be on Awoy, and like I will be retweeting you like constantly, like just. Just gonna put out like a restraining order. <laughs> like we just, we, I just want him on the podcast. I mean, he's German. Germans don't do that. I mean, shoot, yeah. this man yeah. is the one that gave a ten out of ten to Orkering at time. So let me, let me uh, talk to him. But that's well, just you me. disagree with him, or you admire him for? I admire. Was he the only person that gave it a ten out of ten? I don't know. That's uh, that's a no, definitely not. That's that's yeah, a ninety-seven. I mean, mind. I didn't think it was, but I mean, he's no. Perry. Of course he's not. Perry and Pear. Oh my gosh, there you go. There's your hook. Perry and Pear. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm just saying, I just want him on an episode. I don't want him, like, you know, just to you be know. on it. I know he's hosting Nintendo Voice Chat right now, and shout out to you for taking over. Do they still not have anybody to do it yet? No one oh, to do it right gosh. now, so it's fine. Yeah. Pear is doing a good job. His name is Pear. 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 He's going to like Mich- hate you Mich- now. We're sitting here making fun of his The only reason he's going to know about your podcast is because a bunch of people were talking about how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Mr. Schneider, I would like you on the podcast. Just, you might say, not just call him by his name, Perry. What's his name? <laughs> Perry, yeah. It's literally part of your name. <laughs> Pear? Yeah, like that's Pear. right. Pear. What if yeah. I called you Perry? Period. I've had that happen before. <laughs> really? Period. Yeah, so Were you Perry. in Minnesota? <laughs> <or> North Dakota? <laughs> oh, Perry. I tell you what, Perry. Oh, heck. That's oh, funny. A-way, Perry. Yes. A-way. <laughs> oh, heck. <laughs> but yes, Perry, we would like to have you on sometime. I'm pretty sure that would be an interesting podcast. Now, over the weekend, we had D23. I don't know. You guys probably didn't catch it. No. But they did show us Spider-Man the game a little bit. Oh. I thought it was going to be interesting as it's going to be eight years after he became Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. And there will be a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man characters mentioned as we know Miles Morales. Oh, like everything else ever. (laughs) Like the Spider-Man movie was based on. (laughs) Yeah. like, like, Like the video game apparently is going to be like... The whole Marvel universe is based on. <laughs> you sound uh, slightly bitter about that. No, I'm not at all. I'm just saying, like the all, like the whole cinematic universe is basically like primed on the back of the Ultimate Marvel universe. Like, yeah. like uh, the Avengers, the movie is based on. I mean, it's not like directly based on it, but like a lot of the origins for the characters and the look of the characters came from Millar and H- Hitch's uh, The Ultimates, mm-hmm. like from like. Well, apparently, apparently a bit of a spoiler for some, but like in the new Avengers movie, the Spider-Man is wearing the the new suit that Tony Stark gives him. Oh, really? Yeah. I was hoping so, because that looks awesome. No, it didn't look like shit. (laughs) What? That suit looks stupid as fuck. It looks stupid. No, it looks so dumb. The costume he's got right now is awesome. You should keep it. Yeah. Don't change it. Just leave it dead. Don't. Apparently there are, so. That's stupid as shit. I hope they don't make it more. That suit looks so stupid. Yeah, I thought it was like, huh? But that was just from sources from Damon Hatfield and IGN. But also, um... 
they uh, showed off Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know if you guys saw that I at did, all. I did. I saw the Toy Story stuff. That's going to be interesting. Art. I thought more was interesting was that they were actually at Mount Olympus. But I don't know. I was like, this is actually Mount Olympus. But I think the more seeing Nomura on the fucking stage made me guarantee that the game might come out next year. What about that guarantees it for you? <laughs> because Nomura actually, that's the first time I've seen Nomura in like five years. <laughs> so. Did he not do any of the Final Fantasy fifteen stuff? He was not he, there for that? No, he had to switch gears to work on Kingdom Hearts. So, I don't know, yeah. I'm not a big Nomura fan, really. Oh, well, I mean, I... it's already well documented how <laughs> we feel about Nomura, or at least me and Seth. Yeah. Like, um, but it's just, just reassuring that he might do it. And like I said, Battlefront 2 is later on this year, and like I'm pretty sure you guys are getting it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely getting it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I didn't play it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it looks cool. I might play the campaign, but... Okay, okay. I mean, I'm not super... I just like Star Wars and Disney knows how to capitalize. That's EA, though. It's Disney making these games, though. Oh, yeah. And the release windows that they're coming out on. Uh, Disney owns Star the, the IP, so if it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, it got something to do it. You're like, EA. <laughs> no, EA owns Star Wars. Well, guys, we will now dive into this One Piece podcast. Well, I just wanted to give those few notes because like, it's just been a while since we talked about gaming. So we'll probably talk some more towards the end of this. But, the last time we left off, we ended at the time skip. Yeah. <laughs> now, the time skip referred to two years, and but for us, it was like eight weeks, or was it four weeks? It was a month. Was it a month? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know how long of a bigger break he took. It wasn't, it wasn't even like a, like a break break, it was just like a lie. Yeah. Okay, so... Alex, when you were reading that, did you know that it was the second half? Did you, like, because, like, I, like, when I first started talking to you, I wasn't for sure if the time skip started the second half of One Piece. Do you think that started the second half? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're like, I'm, I'm going to say it probably started the, uh, two, second, two and a half other quarters of One Piece. <laughs> Because we'll see how long it really ends up going. It's going for 20 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. Uh, what were you Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like it was the second half when you said yeah? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Luffy aged and a little bit, not visibly, but like yeah, mentally know, and yeah. power-wise. and it, it was very reminiscent of the Dragon Ball Goku time skip thing, which wasn't really a time skip, it was just like a very brief, it was like a year, and Goku comes back and he's all tall and stuff, and he looks like how we would know him later. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that, so I just, you know, you just, yeah, this is where they're going with that. And then everyone comes back, and Zoro's missing an eye for some reason. And we still don't. I was going to say, did we ever figure out no, why? No, we don't know why. I'm sure that we will in the next arc, probably. I'm not really sure if we do or not, honestly, I can't remember. Uh, One Piece is really long, so I, it's really easy to forget, like, little story tidbits, just because I'm always trying to think of, like, what is happening in the big grand story. So, like, I always forget little shit like that. Like, I don't even remember if we know. Why. I'm pretty sure we don't. We we know that he was off training with Mihawk, and Piranha was there, and... Whatever. We, we don't know. <laughs> but, but it's like... Um, 
you know, like Frankie's a giant robot. <laughs> yeah, he modified himself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nami, Nami grew two cups in her breast size oh, yeah. for no reason. <laughs> I mean, she, that, that actually, you know, you, you say no reason. Bullshit. There's no argument you can place on this. <laughs> women don't stop growing until they're like... No, Sean. Okay. You can't validate this. Her breasts were like normal breasts, and then they became badongas. They became like titties. <laughs> That's what they became. They became enormous titties. All I'm going to say is whenever the series starts out, she is a teenager. She's an older teenager. She's an adult, but she's still a teenager. And from personal experience, I can say they do still grow. Oda just likes boobs. That's all. <laughs> he does. He does like boobs. boobs. Everyone who had small boobs at the beginning now has a hunt like giant, ginormous boobs. Hell, even Robin does a little bit. Robin <laughs> always, always had big boobs. Robin so. always kind of did. <laughs> Robin's a woman. Yeah. So, yeah, she is technically the oldest in the crew. Well, uh, Jim. Well, damn. I want to forget about Brooke. Hmm. I want to forget about Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. Brooke is definitely the oldest. <laughs> And like I don't know what it is about Brooke. I know he plays a part, but it's not like cool looking parts. No, he is too. What? When? Are you hating on Brooke? I'm not hating on Brooke. I'm just asking when. What's the so what is the question? King. Oh my god, he's saying that Brooke. So he knows he plays a part, but it's not really. He's basically saying Brooke isn't memorable. <laughs> no, dude, no way. <laughs> I'm not well, saying that. Well, first of all, it was like huge and then taking down Moria. Yeah, no, yeah. like in Throw a Bark Heart. Yeah. Um, I just can't remember like the latest. Well, that's because Brooke is the person who joins literally right before the time skip. Yeah. Right after Brooke joins, they have it split up. Yeah. So that's probably why you think that. But like ever since the time skipper tends to get back together, like Brooke's been so super important. Like, like, uh, just about everywhere. I mean, yeah, even right now in the current arc. He, you're, I think part of the reason you feel that way is because he wasn't super involved in Dressrosa. Yeah. Well, that's because he wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but neither was Nami or Sanji. You know, like they they've were, been around since like the beginning. So it's or Chopper. Like, but the thing is, is like, uh, Brooke right now, especially in the Big Mom stuff, it's pretty important. Yeah. Like, yeah. he snuck into her high, like, like... He was trying to sneak in there and get the Poneglyph, which he did successfully. Yeah, I saw that. And like then that. she mistook him for like a like a toy, and she started like like had him like a little keychain, and she like went to bed, and she was like holding him like a teddy bear. Didn't she think crack the skull pain? or something like? Keychain. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I, so. I, I feel like some I can't remember, but I feel like somebody in Big Mom's crew saw him and knew he was sulking. Damn. Like, I don't know. He was like a, he was a rock star. So. That's what he did with his time. <laughs> we, well, like I said, we're still on time skip stuff. Yeah. What the hell do you think Luffy did for his training? Well, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, he fought giant, uh, like, animals, monsters, things. Creatures. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, he, uh, Rayleigh. I feel, like, I feel like I saw that. I'm just saying. Rayleigh trained him, like, for, like, I want to say it's like a month or two months, and then he dipped. Yeah, just left him alone. Something like that. God, I'm going to feel so bad if I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> You're good. But, like, uh, but yeah, Rayleigh trained him for a bit, and then he's like, all right, I'm dipping. Survive here for an extended period of time. And then, two, like, you know, when that eventual two-year mark came, you know, Luffy returned. That's right, very, right together. that's very Piccolo Gohan, like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, no, like, no comparison. It's like, it's, it just shows that way. Now, we talked about Rayleigh a little bit earlier. You think he'll come back into this story? Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I mean, he's still got knowledge that 
of the past that we don't yet. I'm, I'm sure he will. He'll pop back up. I mean, but just about everybody in One Piece does. Like, yeah. even if it's in the, the chapter covers. They all have little stories that are still ongoing. We still get to see what they're up to, kind of. Mm-hmm. Now, of this later half, Alex, which one is your favorite art? <laughs> uh, I really like the current arc a lot. Big Moms? Yeah, from, like, Zoe all the way to the current stuff. But if I was going to say another one before that, it would be Dressrosa, yeah. and then uh, Fishman Island, and then Punk Hazard. Punk Hazard's definitely last. Why would Punk Hazard be last though? Uh, I just didn't really... There were parts of it that I liked. Because she watched it in the anime. No, I didn't. That's when I read it. I stopped watching in the middle of Fishman Island. Because oh. that's when the animation really started to go downhill, and I was like, yeah, I'm not good. Can you really now. tell that significant difference in the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it gets to the point where it looks like bad 90s animation, and it should not look like bad 90s animation. This is... 2017? I mean, it was probably like, what, 2013 then? I don't think it looks like bad in 90s animation. Oh. In parts it does. It's, it's crooked and weird proportions and just not shaded very well. <laughs> it just looks know. like a show that's done weekly. Yeah, and, and I mean, I understand that, but <coughs> if I'm going to continue to consume a story that I've invested that much time into and that I love as much as I do, I'd rather see it with the original art and see it in the best form possible. I've always said manga first, always. Yeah, like, manga first. But, uh... I mean, the anime is definitely declining quality over the years. It's not my preferred method of enjoying One Piece, but I still watch it from time to time. Um, I just, sometimes I get to a point where I run out of time for everything, and it takes a long time to sit down and watch an episode where it's like 20 minutes, and there's so many other things I could be doing with that 20 minutes. So I usually just read it, and I'm pretty behind on the anime. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, Used Uh, to be I would like watch it after reading the chapters. Yeah. But. Like, I told, I told you straight up, I stopped at Skypea. Like, in the middle of Skypea. Yeah, it just hurts my soul. <laughs> what, to, what, to watch? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I guess because I've watched so much of it and I've spent so much time with it that it's just... Because, <laughs> like, there was, there was this, like, period where I, I was watching it almost constantly. Like, well, I would say it wasn't it the summer... That, that summer, whenever I was getting caught up, and it was just like, I would watch, like, 20 episodes a day. So it just, I don't know, just the idea that there's someone that hasn't had that same experience just makes me sad. <laughs> I mean, I think it was because I just got to the point where I, it wasn't even just the animates fault. I just felt like if I want to see in the natural habitat, it'd be the manga form. So I, I mean, just start reading it. So. It, it is a lot quicker to go through, I will say that. Like, I, I started reading the manga volumes around like maybe in the middle of Fishman Island and I think it was up to like the first two volumes into Dressrosa mm-hmm. the like first two Tunglebones and I read them all what in an afternoon mm-hmm. I got completely caught up it was like an afternoon evening it took me like six hours and I was done w- went through like basically the equivalent of two story arcs mm-hmm. so now you were a lot faster you mentioned something off there the last time we were here Alex you said which was interesting because I didn't realize it myself and I've read it. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how each crew member is an orphan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> what made you realize that we're just like, oh, wait, they're all orphans? or? Well, I was doing my uh, my reread and... Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm getting like 
<laughs> dry throat. Let me see. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe humidifier in the apartment. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the the thing about each of the crew members is that uh, I was reading, I was re- rereading the manga, and I was thinking about how Zoro and Nami first joined the crew, and uh, basically like Zoro is just tied up to a stick, and uh, Luffy shows up to because he he hears all these rumors about him. And he's like, well, I'm going to ask him to join my crew, just because. You know, he seems like a cool guy. He's really powerful or whatever. And then, you know, Zoro eventually does. But Zoro is like, you know, like, yeah, I was just hunting pirates because it was easy money, basically. Like, I, you know, they were easy prey. But so Zoro, you know, obviously antagonized pirates. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Nami, on the other hand, we all know what happens with Nami. Like, you know, she's this orphaned little girl in this village. And this woman finds her, you know, and, uh, eventually these fishman pirates come over and take over her village, you know, and then her parent dies because of that, you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, so she fucking hates pirates. Like, she despises them. Like, Luffy's like, be my navigator, and she's like, okay, whatever, and then she, he says she's a pirate, he's a pirate, and she's like, no, I, you're the scum of the earth, like, why did I ever even talk to you? <laughs> so I was just, I got about that far, and, uh, in my reread, so it's being really meticulous, and, um, I started to think about how the origins of, like, everyone joining the crew, and, uh, it just occurred to me that, like, everyone in the crew is kind of an orphan in the fact that, like, almost none of them have parental figures that they were born by. Oh, yeah. All of their parental figures are like other people, and that extends all the way back to Luffy. Like, Luffy's parental figure is Shanks, who he's not related to, and he only knew for a year, and pretty much. What? What's her name? Uh, who are you talking about? The one that raises him and Ace. Oh, the girl? The, the woman. Well, that's that's another thing. I'm, right, I'm just like, and she's not. Like,. That's also for a short period of time. I'm just saying, like, when when we're first introduced to Luffy, I'm talking more about the first introduction. Yeah. Like, like um, same thing with uh, Frankie. When, uh, like, he was certainly not raised by any one of his... But he was raised by a fisherman, you know? Like, and that became his hero, and that's the reason he went out to sea with Luffy is because he wanted to live up to his legacy. Um, Usopp was abandoned by his father... You know, because his father wanted to go out and become a great pirate, and Usopp feels like he needs to live up to that legacy. But Usopp's mom died at a young age, so you know he just has this father figure he looks up to that kind of abandoned him. Um, Robin, it's pretty clear what happened to Robin too. I mean, yeah. her mom was a historian. Robin wants to be a historian. Her mom died. She's an orphan. Uh, yeah. Now, do you think that's what your whole theory of uh, Luffy want to be the king of the pirates thing? What do you mean? Because uh, you know, just the he, you think he might be a reincarnation, so he might want to be like Go Roger? It could be like I, I, I'm just asking. <laughs> I've had I've had so many different One Piece theories. Like like I'm I'm starting to get to the point with that theory where I'm like, ah, that's probably not what it is. Like, but it but it might be too. I don't know. It, it's really complex. Like, it's such a long series, and and like it it's almost like trying to predict stuff for JoJo's. Like, because JoJo's is so ridiculous, and it's really hard to understand what's happening. Sometimes uh, One Piece can be the same thing. Just because there are so many, like, characters and, like, trying to figure out their motivations. Like, the Jewelry Bonnie stuff, like, I had no idea about her potentially being Ace's mom, but now I've been thinking about that, and it's like, well, shit. 
you know. <laughs> but I can never get past the the fact that Roger surrendered himself. Like I know he was sick and everything, but it just seems like this like weird thing for him to be a martyr. Like, do you like? Do you feel like the more what we get through One Piece that we'll find out exactly why? I mean, or does Rayleigh actually tell us like? I think we'll find out why for sure. Yeah. I think that's one of the staple points of the series, like finding out what exactly happened to Gold Roger. That way we learn and understand what the One Piece exactly is because in a lot of ways Roger giving himself up is directly tied to what the One Piece is because, you know, he announces go find my treasure, the One Piece. So why would he give it up? Why would he give up his treasure? You know, why would he go walk into the world government and be like, Here I am? Um, it's kind of I don't know, it's mind boggling to think about. This guy who has basically the world by the balls and he, you know, super powerful dude like king of the pirates and everything and then he just decides oh I'm gonna give myself up to the people who've been chasing me my whole life because I'm ill like it just seems kind of strange to me you know not to mention that he like did Roger know about Ace do you guys remember that no I don't think he did okay I don't think he did that's the I I could be wrong but I think but the fact that he left Portia behind and like all that crazy circumstance that was surrounding her isn't that her name Portia's Porkus. I thought yes. that was I thought that was Ace's name. No, Porkus. It's that um Rouge. Oh, right. Okay, Rouge. Yeah. Okay, but that's just like some interesting things that happen because like I don't. Do you think that Gold Rogers as powerful as everyone made him seem? Do you think he had a devil fruit? Yeah. Yeah. We just don't know what it was. Okay. So. I just realized that. Is Rouge the only one that has a D? The little D? Is she the only, uh, only female? Everyone else has been a man that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I thought uh, Bonnie did. Mm-mm. No? It's not Jewelry D. Bonnie. It's just Jewelry Bonnie. I think Ace's mom is the only... Only, 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 fe- who- only female to have the D. <laughs> oh my gosh. The D. <laughs> it's all good. Oh. But, like, I think the thing, the will of D is interesting. Because I still, like, I guess it's just a group of people that, group of men or women that, uh. Woman. 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 That are, like, set out to be dangerous? I don't know. Uh, no, they're just the people who raise the most hell. Yeah. yeah, well, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are other pirates that are, like, dangerous that are not part of that. Too. I mean, but why did we have... Okay, we'll talk about Shinoru on the D topic. Okay. <laughs> it's Stop the, it. The D Stop topic. it, Harry. My, my favorite. <laughs> the favorite topic. Do we just have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't like dank nugs? Dank What? <laughs> Dang nugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to name off the characters that have... Um, the D. The D. <laughs> the D. So we got Monkey D. Luffy. Mm-hmm. Monkey D. Dragon. Monkey D. Garp. Marshall D. Teach. Trafalgar D. Water Law. Gold D. Roger. Porcus D. Rouge. Porcus D. Ace. Jaguar D. Soul. That's it. Yeah, she is the only one. So, and everyone of that group raises hell. (laughs) So, but why doesn't Dragon take after Luffy? I understand that he's uh, running the Revolutionary Army, but it's it's 
there's a lot of questions about that because is it even known whether or not he really knew about Luffy? Was he around when Luffy was born? He definitely knew about Luffy. There's no way he didn't know about Luffy. But Luffy doesn't know about him. So, which is like... No, he does not. Luffy know. knows he exists. I don't know if he knows that his dad is the leader of the revolution. Yeah, he does. He so, he did know So when Gart told him the first time. He... Uh, what do you mean? When Gart told him the first time. Like, when after uh, uh, Marines Ford. Not Marines Ford. Uh, well, in his lobby. My bad. Are you talking about, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ivankov? Talking because Ivankov is the one who tells him in uh, in Fell Down about his dad. Because I don't think Lu- I I think Luffy finds out about his dad being a revolutionary and in Fell Down. I thought because, was it yeah, I think it's because of Ivankov because, because Ivankov is the member Gart, of the revolutionary. I thought Gart came up to him and told him about he said dragon and everybody went crazy like whoa dragon. I don't remember that because like remember he yeah. said that hey Luffy I'm sorry but we got to kill we got to bring you in. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's been. No. I mean, it has been a while for me too, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also could be 100% accurate. Um. Oh, but I, I just thought it was interesting because, like, that's the first time you meet Garp, and that's the first time you hear about Luffy's dad, which is Dragon. Mm-hmm. But I love Garp. <laughs> I think. I think he. Uh, Kind of turned all three of them away because we can just go ahead and say that Sabo is alive. So, Woo! so Sabo's indeed alive. <laughs> and Sabo and Koala for life. Sabo, <laughs> Sabo is alive. So if you haven't made it this far, you might as well just know that Sabo is in fact live and breathing. He didn't die in that wreck to the Marines, which are mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah, look at Young Garp though. Like <laughs> he looks so much like Luffy. Yeah, he does. He also looks like Dragon. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's just interesting that he made them turn like he wanted them to be Marines, and they're like, "No, we want to be pirates." I don't know if it's like a bearing of a of a kid not doing what their parent wants them to do. Well, we don't know. Um, we don't know a lot about Dragon. He could have been a Marine and decided to become a pirate. We don't know if he's. No, I'm talking about like Luffy. Yeah. And oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I think it, it wasn't it Shanks's doing, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, because Ace met Shanks, too, didn't, in that town, and uh, was influenced by him. What do you, what yeah. do you, what do you... I'm trying to look up this stuff for, uh, <laughs> Garp and Luffy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Google that shit. We are Yeah, Google. he's on, like, the but, One Piece wiki. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Uh, recite. But what's crazy of what I like about that whole scene about... Like when you learn about their past, mm. it's how close how Luffy, Ace, and Sabo really got. Like, <laughs> like, cups. like I didn't think that they actually were like that mean towards one another. And yeah, then like right. Luffy had already eaten the gum gum fruit. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then Sabo dies apparently, but dies quotation. Right? Ace already knew that he was a lobster, right? Uh. No, there's nothing to confirm that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Ace might have died not knowing that. Oh, he didn't know that. Because I think I think Ace would have told Luffy if he knew that Sabo was still alive. But he's the one that run, uh, read the letter, so I didn't know if. Are you talking about Sabo? Ace read. 
what letter? letter? What letter are you talking about? The one that when he was going to go out to sea for the first time and he got shot down. So I didn't know if you, I think you were the one that kind of said that like Ace knew that you know that Sabo was alive. No, Ace hadn't like because Luffy like is the one that's like emotionally distraught about Sabo dying, and Ace is the one that's like being strong about it. And um, it's gonna be the good big brother. I don't know. Did I say that? Yeah, I mean, but I, don't know. I wasn't part of that conversation. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think that. That's how that went down. I mean, Ace, it was pretty clear that Sabo died at the time. Like, mm-hmm. none of us really saw Sabo coming back. You didn't either? Nobody did, really. Like, it was just kind of a, it was like, oh, there's Sabo. Uh, but, so, like, when like when he's, like, standing there, do you think it was Luffy? And then you're like, oh, wait, that's actually Sabo and Dr- oh Dressarosa. Oh, I love that moment. I, I love the moment whenever Luffy sees him. And he's in that that ridiculous his Lucy costume. Yeah. He just is like bawling, and I'm just like, what is going on? And then you see it in the next next page, and yeah. just like. Oh. I uh, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know what could make Luffy have that kind of reaction, seeing his face like that. Um. Yeah, I mean that was like towards the beginning of all the stuff that went down in Dressrosa, so I really was just in a state of like. I have no idea what's happening, what's going to happen. <laughs> it was I feel like, like it's some Coliseum shit about to go down. Yeah, I'm really it completely for... <laughs> like does a, a first tournament arc in One Piece, really. Yeah, that is the first tournament <laughs> Besides, arc. Besides, like, the Davy Beck fight, which is, like, more just, like, these wacky Do you? And that's still anime only, isn't it? No. Davy Beck's not? Isn't that the Davy Beck fight? I was about to ask you that. Was that filler? No, it was not. It was in the manga. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anything that's in the manga is not filler. Right. 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 Okay. That's so. how that works, yeah. But it just felt fillerish. No, it's not. I'm like kidding out my poor chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it was because that's when the first time Sanji and Zoro actually team up and say, look, you motherfucker. <laughs> we hate each other, but we're both strong. And <laughs> yeah, the moss head and the crappy cook. That's what they call each other. It's really, it's really great. Yeah, I, I love that scene. Uh, my favorite scene in uh, that whole thing, though, is still the Afro Luffy. <laughs> oh my <Boxing>. god. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause this, it was different. Like, where did you come up with it? You're like, huh? Why is this motherfucker dressed up? Because Oda's, Oda's just a weirdo. <laughs> really have, wasn't that like one of the pre-order bonuses we got for Burning Blood? Because I'm pretty sure we have that outfit for Luffy. <laughs> that. Yeah, I think it is. Did you were you able to find that for? Uh, no, I couldn't find anything about it. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I, like, I just remember because uh, Luffy doesn't really care, and Ivan Kopp tells him he's like, "Your dad, you know, I know your dad through the Revolutionary Army," and Luffy's like. Revolutionary Army, what the hell's that? And like, and then he was telling them all about it, and Luffy's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, I think the, his crewmates went crazy, that's what I was saying. And like, they're like, oh, like, you have a dad? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the crewmates found out. Yeah. But like, the, like, Luffy just doesn't really give a shit. He's yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He doesn't, doesn't really care. give a shit about a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> that's just how Luffy is. I mean, like, he doesn't even like Saki. Like, as we know, like, he likes meat and meat. That's about it. <laughs> just like to eat. Me but too. like, but as the theme of pirates, you would think you like getting drunk or having fun. Oh, there's plenty of 
plenty enough drinking Put, for all of them. Yeah, I think, I think like, Zoro's got One of the pepper. first chapters, like with Nami in it, like the first five chapters, she outdrinks all of Buggy's crew. <laughs> and she yeah. says, no one can outdrink me. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Zoro's got Because Nami's bush is Buggy. Yeah. Yeah. She really is. She's a tomboy. She, she might be gay. We don't know. I don't know, but. That's the thing. Someone, I think it was a while back, someone said that Oda was thinking about throwing romance into? No, fuck no. no. no he's, he actually, not. he's actually said, uh, the, like, the exact opposite, which is that he would not ever do one. He's never going to have any of the crewmates do anything like that. Yeah, like, you wouldn't have, like, Luffy with Nami. No. So. no. If, it, if Luffy ends up with anybody, it'll be by circumstance and it'll be Boa, but that's probably not going to happen. Boa, okay, gosh. Amazon Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the only way I can remember. <laughs> I mean. It's, it, it's the same, actually, uh, same Sailor Moon from Mitsubishi. Is it? Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. Sailor, Sailor Moon, yeah. uh, Misato <laughs> from Evangelion, and Bo Hancock. They're the same voice actress. Oh. Cool. My heart. It didn't really mean anything to me either. I mean, because, like, didn't that girl, like, first, like, hate Luffy, and all of a sudden she, like, just started rolling on him? Well, she just hates men, because it's Amazon Island. But she, like, grows on Luffy. Yeah, well, because he's, like, she's supposed to be the most beautiful woman on Earth, and everyone's just, like, head over heels for her when they see her, and Luffy, like I said, doesn't give a shit about (laughs) much of anything, and she expects him to be all over her and whenever he's not she's like drawn to that drawn <laughs> to someone actually not giving a shit about her and she wants his attention yeah she wants people to like her now because like we talked about how you guys were don't like punk either as much no i didn't say that oh. I, I like aspects I just, of it i like the body swapping i thought it was funny yeah. I, I just said that it was below uh, Everything else. All of the yeah. other arcs uh, i didn't say i didn't like it one of my favorite characters appears in that so but he probably appears before that, and I just didn't realize it. Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He shows up at Sabbaty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying I probably can't remember. That's his first appearance at Sabbaty. Yeah, whenever you meet all the... And then he's in Marine Corps, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, he's huge in Marine Corps. Dude. He shows up and takes Luffy away. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't remember. Okay. Oh, well, go, yeah, back, he, go back. He, he shows up his at, best stuff. He shows up at Marine Ford, and then, well, I mean, it's not his best. Thing. Oh, well, okay, yeah. His best stuff's in dress rehearsal. Just rehearsal, yeah. But he, like, he shows up at Marine Ford, and, like, because uh, Shanks shows up, stops the show, and then Luffy gets hurt from Akainu, and then uh, Jinbei's basically running him back to, uh, you know, getting him the fuck away from everything, and then uh, Law shows up and takes Luffy away. Now, I just. I think we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but this whole thing about Ghost Roger, it just hit me. Okay. Do you think it's more of a, everyone's chasing the ghost of Ghost Roger? More than what? Like, you, everyone's trying to make a legend for themselves yeah. as big as him? Yeah. Instead of, compared to like, where you see with Luffy, he just wants to be it. He just... Yeah, he's not trying to be... What is your question? I guess is what I'm Oh, sorry. Like, it just came to me. So, it's like, do you think everyone wants to be like Gold Roger? No. Right? Okay. No. You don't think so? No. Like, because you like, you see what Whitebeard, so everyone's like, well, this, the name of this era is Whitebeard. 
So it's like everyone wants to have an error of their own. Yeah, because Whitebeard was the most dominant pirate up, at, well, after Goldwatcher's death, because uh, Whitebeard was second while Roger was alive, and then after Roger's death, Whitebeard took the mantle of being the number one, basically, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Roger dispersed his crew and everything. Um, so that's why they called it the era of Whitebeard, because uh, when Roger dies, you know, he says his big proclamation, like, uh, you know, my treasure, and I left it, you know, it's the one all in one piece or whatever, and, uh, but you have to search the entire earth to find it. Um, I don't think that people want to be Gold Roger. I think they do want to follow in his footsteps, but I think that they want to just be notarized. They want to... They want fame for themselves. They want to be famous. Like, that's what it is. It's not It's not necessarily, like, that they want to follow in Roger's footsteps, but it, but they do at the same time. Like, yeah. I don't but, know. I, I feel like it's, like, more superficial than that for a lot of them. Yeah, because, like, but with Luffy, it's more of a dream. Like, yeah. Like, that's his goal. I honestly don't think Luffy even knows what he's going to do if, like, once he attains that, once he becomes the Pirate King. I don't, I don't think he really knows what he's going to do. I think he... That's just, like, what he's striving for, and that's all he wants, and I don't, nah, I think, I don't think he has an keep, end goal. I think he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. No, I, I know, I do too, but I just, I don't think everybody else wants to reach that point, and they want to, like, control the seas and be rich and legendary, but I think Luffy just doesn't really, he doesn't, those aren't his aspirations, he doesn't I think the only like character that. that wants to control the seas and be rich would be Buggy. Like, everyone else specifically just wants to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems It seems like everyone else just wants to have a lot of money, I mean, and they, they want to find the, find the One Piece. Whitebeard just wanted to have a family. Aww. That was his story. Like, is it more than anything, he just wanted to have a family, which is really funny, because he abandoned his only son, and had a bunch of other surrogate sons, but his actual son, <laughs> he totally did not give a shit about. Yeah. Which is really funny. But, um, like... Uh, I I forget his name. He showed up like after Dressrosa. Yeah, the, I can't think of his name. Like uh, he like show up really buff and shit. Yeah, though, like, and then his mom is there with him. She looks just like. Uh, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. You're fine. Uh, I was just looking up new stuff. Always, always. Um, we I guess we can dive into like the biggest chunk of I I don't know if I can say that the biggest chunk of the time ship. Dressarosha. Dressarosha? Dressarosha. Oh, God. Like, I don't know, like... Edward Weevil is his name. Where to start? Okay. As we know, Edward Neevil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He's, like, really huge and buff and damn. Like, come on, Go Roger. Not Go Roger, uh, Whitebeard. I mean, of course he's going to be built like his dad. (laughs) His mom's name is Miss Bakken. <laughs> but like to dress dress Rosa, gosh. You'll get it eventually. I know eventually. Just like I'll get Pierre's name. Hey, hey. <laughs> he got his name down. Dress Rosa. 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 The Dress Rosa art. I thought it was interesting because that's the first time I ever. I didn't think about the Devil Fruit when it came to Ace. That when you die, it comes back. Yeah. I, I did you think that was possible? Okay. I mean, I know it's I a thought older that it was world. mentioned with black black teeth. Mentioned several times. Yeah. Is that mentioned several it's times? It's just we don't really see it 
in action until then. Really? So, I guess because, like... It takes a full year. It takes a full year for the fruit to go again. After someone dies. It's like the Dragon Balls. Like, whenever someone grants a wish on the Dragon Balls, it takes a whole year for them to become, you know, actual, the Dragon Balls again because fruit. they come from stone. So, wherever the mystical devil fruit tree is, which I can't wait to find that out, um, but whenever, whenever, whenever we see that, it, the, it, there might be multiple trees. Um, there also might be one tree. I'm not really sure how it works. One tree. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't expect that to be the prize for the grand tournament. I thought it was cool as shit. Like, like I, a lot of people kind of got really down on Dressrosa for a long time because, like, I've been reading One Piece since I started serialization here. So, like, I kind of have this, like, kind of bar for, like, really long content, like, long-form content. Like, and I read a lot of epic fantasy, which is also long-form content. So when a story takes, like, a lot of time to build up, I'm kind of okay with it. It doesn't really bother me as much. Um, but a lot of people really had a problem with Dressrosa because the story took, like, two and a half years to... Sorry, uh, two and a half years to tell. But I actually like a little plot twists and turns that happened in Dressrosa. I thought it was really interesting, like, like, Sabo showing up, like, which we all take for granted now, which is, like, but I think that's, like, one of the great One Piece twists, like, yeah. seeing Sabo show up, and and then him fighting uh, in the tournament and stuff. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Like, um, and then all the stuff with uh, Del Flamingo, whenever Del Flamingo awakens a devil fruit, like, that was bananas. I remember that being, like, holy shit, that's fucking so rad. And then they the, also terrifying. <laughs> but then also like um, getting Law's backstory and like and then um, you know just Gear Four happening like I feel like it's like one of those like momentous arcs like it's one of the most important arcs in all One Piece honestly like yeah, I think it's really really great I, I wish more people liked it honestly. I mean like so I like I guess for me. That's when we start talking, actually. <laughs> like, as friends. Is like, just Rosa? Just, just yeah. Rosa. It's like when we first start talking as friends. Yeah, so I like, remember that. Because it was just like, I was on that binge of getting it, and then someone told me about Gear 4, and I was like, really? We were, I think it might have been me, because we were working together when Gear 4 happened. Before. Was you, it before? Yeah, but you you weren't the first person to tell me that. Okay. But it did piss me off that someone told me, because I was like, right there. <laughs> I remember you talking, I remember you coming over me and being like, so I heard about Gear Four. I was like, "Yeah, I think I remember." <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. So, yeah like, I mean, I I loved the Gear Four. Like, like, I was really confused. Like when it happened, I had to look at it for a minute and just process what the hell was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't understand it. I was like, "What?" Really? And then uh, it took me in the the rest of the chapter to see how he kind of like like how Oda the movements, like how he kind of bounces and it's like this kind of metal balloon that just bounces around everywhere and is insanely <laughs> powerful. And I guess I just had to, like, stick with it and let <laughs> let him show me what he was doing with it. You know, and I, I've learned in my life not to doubt Oda. Because <laughs> yeah. he, al- he always pulls through. Like, like, even when you kind of think he's going astray a little bit, like, the stuff with Vegapunk, like, a lot of people don't like Punk Hazard. Like, just because it's a longer story. Like, I feel like the stuff of Vegapunk's gonna come around, like, one day. And just, like, how, like, um, uh, Lola and, um, on, like, Whole Cake Island Chateau or whatever right now, where, like, the big mom tease from, uh, 
thriller bark when she's like, yeah, my mom, and here's a beer card or whatever. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, like, we'll see it later. Though. Her mom, huh? And then, <laughs> my mom. And then I remember hearing all the stuff about Big Mom later and then just being like, okay, <laughs> Big Mom, huh? <laughs> and then I, I remember seeing stuff where people were like, oh, what if Lola's mom is Big Mom? And I was like, that would make sense. But then seeing that come around and seeing that be what actually happened in the story... I was actually like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, like my friend Thomas, who's been on the podcast. Uh, Shout out to you for listening to every single one of them, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's the best. He's uh, man. The other, the other day, he actually, I am me, and he was talking about Arlong Park and how they bring up Jinbei all the way back in Arlong Park. And he was like, he's like, I know One Piece is really good with callbacks, but he was like, he's like, I didn't realize that they name dropped, you know, Jinbei yeah, all the way back then and and I was like I was like yeah dude yeah. but when you think so when you think about like all these like plot threads that Oda sprinkles in his story and just they just eventually blossom into these huge huge stories like even the stuff with Doflamingo like he was tw- teasing Doflamingo all the way back before Skypiea like mm. take that George Railroad Martin with uh yeah, she's talking about the Gatherer's Game of Thrones. Oh. George R. Well, we'll talk about that here later. <laughs> but, uh, but, seeing how we're talking about uh, Oda and, like, how he said, like, he has story, like, just everything ready. Uh-huh. Uh, I was talking to my friend Jacob about it. He's like, how old is Oda? And I said, we looked it up. He said 42. Yeah. And he said, like, how, it's good how prolific he is like it's a good how prolific he, he is he is the most prolific manga yeah sure like that, but yeah. it's like what if something happens in terms of sales anyway like, what, what if something happens to Oda yeah like what happens you you, you <laughs> shut your I'm not right now knock on yeah knock on wood I'm not kind of like it's kind of like a J, like a yeah. JRO token like how you'll, he didn't you'll, well first you'll find a note and then you'll find uh, other like at my belongings, and then you'll eventually find me. <laughs> a toaster in the bathroom, because no, I'll never know the ending to one piece. It's a joke. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that like, what if he never finishes? Like, because it's finish. so long. He'll finish. He will. So. He takes care of himself. No, he doesn't. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. He does. No, I think he's Nothing always ill. No, he really actually doesn't take care of himself. That's that's the big issue. Is this, is his health. With, like, uh, Tagashi, you know, Tagashi, the guy who draws and writes Hunter Hunter, you know, he uh, barely takes care of... He's got, like, back problems, and he can't handle, like, he can't draw. And, like, he goes through these spells, like, where he can draw a chapter, and then he'll go, like, six months without a chapter, and it's driving his fans nuts. Like, they just want it to end. They want the series to end at this point. Yeah, well, come on. And, um, you give Togashi so much crap. I didn't realize he actually had like a health reason for not. I don't give Togashi crap. I give people who like Togashi crap. That's what I mean. I mean because cause... he's not very good. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's really overrated. That's why. You well, also like to shit talk his wife. And no, I just don't like her art. That's it. Nah. Because I think she's really like she's a great character designer, but she's not a very good like panelist like when she draws yeah. panels in her manga it's actually really bad yeah like I said like I can see where he's saying that like like it's overrated but it is <laughs> there's, yeah. there's some arguments out there that, look like, it's totally subjective if you like your hot show Hunter Hunter I totally fucking support you doing that just in my subjective opinion <laughs> There's like these really inflated views of Yu Hakusho and oh no like Hunter Hunter so like so that, what about Sailor Moon 
It's on I, a whole different level. Well, I think that Sailor Moon is like appreciated because it's a you know it's so feminine and like young girls didn't really have anything else in that era to look up to. It's really like a, it's really a sorority for you girls. I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like it appeals appeals to young girls. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> A sorority. You have to be able to call Sisterhood. spade a spade. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally honest about the reason I enjoy Dragon Ball, which is because it's number one, it's goofy. Number two, it's really full of action, and that's why I like it. And like, but number three is it, it doesn't take itself seriously at all, <laughs> and neither does the author. But like stuff like Sailor Moon takes itself immensely seriously. Like, just like from what I know of the series, what I know of the author and stuff, like it. It's not a bad thing, but it's not really for me. So like, and then that's just on top of like how I feel about the art because I'm a stickler for art. Like when I look at Oda's art, Oda is a master. Like Oda, like Oda's just like the way he panels, the way he character designs, the the way he tells stories in his panels. It's just it's he's he's a master at what he does. The same thing with Toriyama. Like Toriyama wasn't the greatest storyteller. But if you read his comics, like Goku traveling from panel to panel, it's insane. Like how smooth and clean Toriyama's art is. But if you look at Togashi's art, it's not that clean. It's really like all over the place. It's more of like your your kind of I'm not sure. Like like a, your average typical weekly jump series. Mm. Whereas like series like Dragon Ball and One Piece are so I'm not really sure, like, iconic because of the master grade of the art that they're extremely successful because of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, even Kishi, like, Kishimoto, like, his series, his art is so outstanding Mm -hmm. that it just sets the series on another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I like Takauchi's art. Who's? Takauchi. Again, it's a completely subjective thing. She's a sailor moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought that's who it was. I thought, what her last name be Tagashi? Yeah, it's a completely subjective <laughs> thing. I think there's a reason why the anime is vastly more popular than the manga in, in Japan and North America, both. Like, and that's because, you know, like, the anime is what made sailor moon popular, just in general. Like, in here, yeah. There, too. Like, the manga sales aren't even, don't even scratch, like, the top... 50 to 100 million sales. Yeah, like, like, I, still, I still love Moon. No, like Sailor Moon is still great though. I'm not saying... I'm not <laughs> We're not saying, saying that. I'm not saying no one should love Sailor Moon. I'm just saying like like we have to be honest about it. Like, that, that's, you gotta call it Space Bay, like yeah, you just said. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, it's like, again, it's a sub- completely subjective thing. The only reason I don't like Sailor Moon, it's got nothing to do with like the actual series. It's just that like I, I don't find anything relatable in it. Yeah. Like, and like I got nothing against people that do just for me I don't find anything relatable whereas right. like Dragon Ball is just like full of stupid jokes and muscly dudes punching each other and like I don't know I, I can relate to that I was a kid and like Sean that influenced you in some way and that's fine Dragon Ball and One Piece this is another way and yeah. like and that's the just the way it is we are way off topic <laughs> really that was a deep anyway but that all circles back into the point of how Odin doesn't take care of himself and when he should and then Tagashi doesn't either Tagashi doesn't either like so and that's the thing like but Oda from my understanding is an immensely irregular diet like he doesn't eat very well uh he also doesn't sleep um barely ever like he's always working um and he doesn't see his family very much which like all of that seems really horrible like I would never wish that on anyone but 
when you think about manga production cycles and like how they're on a weekly schedule, like even Hirohiko Araki, he's not on a weekly schedule anymore. That motherfucker draws what he wants and releases it how he wants. I'm sorry. The author of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, okay. Um, he he's to the point now where he's also probably not in terms of sales like Oda, but the, one of the most prolific manga artists of his generation and beyond because. It's not that he's the greatest artist, even though he's a pretty good artist. It's that he has this, like, very... What's the right word? A very, uh... It's a style... Like, this style of his art and the way he, like... His aesthetic? Like, what you yeah, okay. the aesthetic of the, of the series is so unlike anything else in manga. Like, nothing else even comes close to how JoJo's looks and if it does it came afterwards you know like um but Araki he's in time Araki uh I read this interview with him recently where he talked about how uh, he moved to a weekly schedule to a monthly schedule and the interviewer was like do you think that's helped you and Araki was like yeah it totally lifted all of my restrictions he said it made me a better artist because it gave me more time to research it he was like yeah he was like you know American comics have always ran on monthly schedules, whereas Japanese comics have run on weekly schedules, is like, this, yeah, moving to a monthly schedule helped me way more. And the, and the only other comic, I mean, not even comic, but series that I know that does it, like, in America, on a weekly schedule, is South Park. I don't know anything else. What do you mean? Just like that, they finish it, and then, like, the next day, they make the next episode. Oh, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's only where, while well, the season is airing, isn't it? Or while they're producing the season. Yeah, but still, though, that's crazy. Though. Still yeah. pretty nuts, <laughs> It's yeah. still crazy. Like, just, like, crazy. I think I read, uh, like, about, and we'll get back into one piece, about the creator of Magi, how she, like, put in one of her panel, like, what she does every day, and, like, sent it to a reviewer, and then the next day, re- rinse and repeat, and do the I mean, same it's still, thing. this also it's, kind of revolves around One Piece, because it's manga, and One Piece is the yeah. manga. So yeah. It's not, we're not really straying too far. No, no, I'm just saying, like, uh, that idea... But, um, yeah, I just, like, how much, like, we don't know if One Piece will end anytime soon. It's yeah. not going to. It's, it's not, it, <laughs> it won't. But, like, I just thought about that with, like, with J.R. Token, just the idea of, like, he never got to finish uh, Silmarillion or any of his stuff. Well, the so that's what I was felt. That's how I felt about Oda, like. I don't know, the Silmarillion was basically done, it just needed to be edited, mm. and that's basically what happened with that. Now, there are other things that weren't finished, like Children of Hurin and something yeah. like that, but those things weren't really important to the, like, they're important, but they weren't, like, this wasn't the big story he wanted to tell. You know, like, he wrote the Lord of the Rings over a course of, like, ten years, and then released them one after another each year, like, in a, over a three-year span. So, like, he had a, a lot of the material that he really wanted to release finished. But the Silmarillion was just like this really like convoluted like complex origin story for this huge universe he created. So he kind of just put it on the back burner. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said, with just that idea of like, well, he has all the story. What if, what if he doesn't finish? It'll be it'll be annoying for me and like as a fan. Everyone like <laughs> three hundred and fifty million people in the world. Yeah. I mean, like. I think it'd be pretty annoying. I think. I don't know, but it's just interesting because, like you said, Dressrosa is a long, like, pretty big chunk of the time scope. Yeah. I, I I think I've told y'all several times. I'm gonna go ahead and go on record. Fucking hate Doc Flamingo. Why? Everybody I mean, does. You're supposed to. Huh? Yeah. Just the way he fucking looks. 
creepy. I mean, like there could there could be cool. They got some cool villains in One Piece, but just I guess because this motherfucker thinks he's cocky as fuck wearing his sunglasses. It's like feather, feathered <laughs> jacket, whatever the, what are they called? Are they the last? I don't know. Like shaft jackets. <laughs> it, it, it just had, adds to his whole creepy aesthetic. I mean, it's fine, but um, you can tell me because, like, I kind of didn't get it. And, like, it should be fresh in my head. Was the fucking birdcage that, like, surrounded the whole area? Mm-hmm. So he had planted that, like, from, like, day one or something. I don't, I don't think he planned it from day one, but it was just something he had thought of in, like, case of stream, like, extreme situation. And whenever, you know, the situation started getting out of his hands, Flippy started, you know, beating him. He just used it as a last resort, you know, to where basically, like, everyone's going to die unless you beat me. Okay. That's basically what it was, yeah. And, like, like when you like, because we're still on that... You were gonna have to explain it to me. What exactly made him such a force? Like, def- like I guess because I didn't care too much about his character, I don't understand why he was such a fucking force. Well, because um, I guess it's just like in in One Piece terms, uh, if you try really hard, you're gonna go really far. Yeah. And Doflamingo was fucking ruthless because you know he saw all these really terrible things in his childhood and. That made him just a cutthroat. Like he just didn't care. Like he didn't, didn't he, he kill. Like didn't he see someone get killed in front of him? Yeah, yeah. He murdered his parent. Like he murdered his dad, and just, in cold blood, just killed him. Like, like um, the the thing with Doflamingo is like he has a really powerful devil fruit power. Like, mm-hmm. and um, he's really intelligent, so he figured out how to use it to the, to his advantage. Like, like awakening his devil fruit and using the birdcage thing. Like. We hadn't seen anyone else in the series do it up to that point, so whenever that happened, it was just kind of like this holy shit moment where it's like, oh my god, Devil Fruits can do can be so much more than what we thought. Um, which I really like about One Piece because it's like, it's not this like completely unnatural like, oh now your hair is turning golden. Yeah. It's like no, this is like based on pre-existing conditions that have been established since the series started, like. We're just learning something new. Like it's it's technically a retcon, a little, but not ten, but technically not also because, you know, they didn't tell us that when we first learned about Devil Fruits, but it's also something that everyone else in the world didn't know about. Yeah. Like even Luffy. So pretty much, do you think gaining that knowledge off that we might see like a Gear Five? Maybe. God, I hope not. I hope <laughs> I hope it kind of stays a Gear Four and that's it. Like because like. It's one of the best things about One Piece is that, like, Luffy has to find creative ways to be people. It's never that he just completely overpowers them. I guess in the case of Doflamingo was, like, he completely overpowered Doflamingo. But, you know, like, whenever he beats NL, it's because, you know, he's rubber. Yeah. He's, you know, he, lightning doesn't really affect him. Whenever he beats uh, Crocodile, it's because... You know, he basically just uses water. Or in the blood, too. Right. (laughs) And, like, you know, like, there are all these really creative ways that Luffy has to beat the other people. It's never specifically, or not usually specifically based on just strength, you know? And um, I would really like to see One Piece keep that up, you know? Like, there's a certain comical aspect where it's like you want to see the hero win however possible. Like, even if it's some, you know, Dragon Ball esque thing where it's just like, gear second, you know what I mean? Like, 
But even when Gear Second happened, I felt like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, really? You felt like, oh, I was like, <laughs> Yo, I, I got a new move. I was okay. like, that's that's just cool. Like, you know, he his body's made of rubber. Oda's using this explanation that kind of fits with Luffy's body chemistry. Like, it's really interesting. Um, it it wasn't just this really cheap thing. Where it's like, oh, he just powered up because you know, yeah. Like they do that in Naruto. They did it in Bleach. They did it in, in Dragon Ball Z. They did it in everything. Um, yeah, One Piece so far has been impervious to that kind of stuff, but in Dressrosa we kind of saw it a little bit. Oh yeah, just like, oh well, he is really overpowered. But, uh, we talk about Gear Second all the time, like, it's, it's, I don't know if I still have the keychain, but I did, like, I did Gear Second's probably my favorite of the, of the three, not four, because there's Gear One, it's just him normal. Just him in his normal state. <laughs> yeah, but like, you, you said... Gear Four could be compared to Super Saiyan, which is I guess because it's how overpowered it is. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. But I didn't really understand Gear Third. Gear Third is just that he enlarges a part of his body and then he shrinks. Well, because it takes so much of his power uh, to like elongate that part of his body. Like whenever he uses his fist or he does like. Yeah, like in the movie when he does like Gigant Thor or whatever, like and like uh, beats what's his name from Strong World. Strong World. Oh my gosh, we forgot the villain's name in the movie. Uh, anyway, like it it takes so much out of him to enlarge his body like that that uh, it, it's kind of like a cost versus reward kind of thing. So it's like it depowers him for a short period of time. It's a very typical thing in like Japanese comics. Usually, like like uh with Goku and the Kaioken, like, whenever he uses it too much, it makes his body weaker, you know, like, it's kind of similar to that, you know, like, it makes, gives, like, one or two punches an extreme amount of damage, but it also takes away from the person using it. No, I, like you said, we seen Gold Film, and Film Gold, in the Strong World, and what's the other one called? Uh, the last one. There's another one. Film Z? Film Z? Film Z? Yeah. Do they all follow the same mechanics of, like, someone gets kidnapped, or... I haven't seen Film Z. Uh, no, Film Z doesn't really do that. Film Z is... Honestly, I love Film Z. Um, I, I like Strong World and Film Gold probably the best, but Film Z is great because there are these little character moments. Um, but no, Film Z is more just like... Oh, I'm trying to remember if anyone does get captured. <laughs> I mean, like, it felt like... I'm just, like, from just watching Strong World and Film Gold, I was like, well, does anybody get, else get captured in this? I'm not sure if that's what happens, <laughs> but hang on, let me look it up real fast. <laughs> well, I'll just check it, make sure. And like I said, um... Like, there's so much of this that you have to, like, look up sometimes, because you... Like you said, like, you can just inst- instantly... If you were to fall out the series and try to come back to it, you're like, well... What the fuck did I miss? I feel like so much of it is, like, ingrained in my consciousness that, like, I can... Rem- I, I genuinely, like, especially the first half of the series, like, I read it so many times, like, I, it's just part of me. Like, I, I know so much of it so well. But with the newer stuff and a lot of these new, like, rules and different mechanics, like, like the warlords and stuff, like, I get a little mixed up on that stuff sometimes just because... I don't know, like, there was the Shichibukai, and now there's the, the Yonkau or whatever, and it's just... Yeah, like, I was actually going to talk to you, ask you about that, because I'm like, so are these, like, different emperors, or are they just, uh, different levels and rank in the world now? 
pirate world. They're, they're, I guess. they're emperors for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they're called. But like you said, like did it actually tell us how Buffy? Not Buffy. Not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buggy becomes yeah. one. Did it tell us, or were you just like, oh, he is one? Uh, did Buggy become a warlord, or did he become an emperor? That's the thing. I can't. <laughs> I thought he became a warlord. Like pro- he probably did become a warlord. So it just like that's the one thing I did like about Doc Flamingo though. Yeah. Is that he was the fucking hype man. Yeah. <laughs> like when that's he's true. Like when he uh. Like to, to answer your question, uh, no one does get kidnapped. No one gets kidnapped. Yeah, I was pretty sure that's how it went, but I didn't want to say something where someone could quote me and be like, "You're fucking wrong." <laughs> You're fucking wrong. Like, so we're not yeah. experts. But uh, I'm kind of an expert, but <laughs> sometimes I get shit wrong. <laughs> You're like, but I like to give you the book. I'm, I'm also a human. <laughs> I like how you say that. We're all human. But, like, do you think Doc Flamingo will come back into the series? Come back into the story? Yeah. Usually people do. He's not dead. Uh, yeah, he's in prison. Nobody dies in one piece, except for Whitebeard and Ace and Bull Rush. So, we were talking about Sabo earlier. So, Robin was the only one that knew he was alive? Robin? Robin, yeah. Yeah. I can I can you can be wrong about that because remember she was with the Revolutionary Army so she probably didn't know who he was though she probably didn't know that Sabo was that to Luffy because she probably like while she was with the Revolutionary Army she's pretty young too right wasn't she younger when she was with the Revolutionary Army well she's the oldest one she, what twenty seven she's in her thirties yeah so. Yeah. Plus two years, so 28 to 30. So Sabo might not have even been around whenever, like, or well, at least not prevalently, you know. But I don't I don't think if Robin would have made a mental note of it. Probably. Well, the thing is, though, that he, she ran into him. He said, oh, so you found Luffy. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or, like, that just, like, oh, well, I remember she was at the Revolutionary Army, so. Hmm. I don't know if she was actually, did, she never saw a dragon, right? I'm sure she did if she was with the Revolutionary Army. Like, he's not, like, cut off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, he's not, like, cut off from him. Like, he's with them and everything. Like, um, they're always reporting to him and stuff. Every time you see him in the manga, like, some lowly soldier is, like, reporting some nonsense to him. Like, after Marine Corps, the soldier's like, oh, a dragon, your son. does <laughs> <laughs> this happen? Yeah, speaking of which, what, like, I wonder if he will show up at the end. Dragon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be huge. Like, I, I don't really know. I have no idea how the story's going to play out, but you have to think, like, Dragon's been mounting uprisings against the world government for a long time. Uh, a lot of the fan theories revolve around the fact that the world government, like, is basically tyrannically, like, uh, oppressing the rest of the world, you know, like, through, like, all this knowledge that was lost in the Void Century and somehow... Uh, Roger's One Piece treasure is directly connected to like a way to defeat the world government or something like that. Like, but and then is it like maybe the shards of the Pony Glyph add up to it? Or yeah, oh, or is that a that's, false? That's the theory is that the Pony Glyphs all like they're either leading to a weapon or they're directly explaining what a weapon is or something like that or how to find it. Um, because you know there's like Pluton and Noah and all that stuff and. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if the if the Pawnee glyphs are like these ancient weapons that Roger 
was seeking out to find a way to beat the world government, and Dragon is forming an uprising. Well, all of this is probably totally wrong, but no, just it, saying, like, it's, it sounds like a great theory. Though, from, for the, real. from the plot threads that we have right now, this is what it's adding up to. Like, but, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, go ahead. Oh, but I was like, I was actually off air talking to friend Jacob. I say like, he doesn't want to show. He doesn't want to start reading it until Kaido shows up. Why? He just. I think because he plays has, the game. Has he read any of it yet? No, he's like he played One Piece Warriors three and then like caught up like since then. What like, the fuck? Like, I know, right? Did he read the manga? No, just read it. How many goddamn manga? <laughs> like, dude, it's so. Why don't people just read the manga, dude? I don't understand. <laughs> I like some people, people have an aversion to reading for some reason. People are always like, like I can't watch, I can't watch the show. It's too long. It's like we'll read the manga. It'll take half the time. It's yeah. like why well, don't want to read it? It's like. It's so good though. Like it's literally one of the best comics ever in your life. But I, I think some people like I don't know. Like this is even in video games, and like I saw on Facebook, one of my friends he posted like, "Well, I don't really want to get Overwatch, but I guess I will." I'm like, and he said that about Breath of the Wild. He said that about like any game that was like game of the year status. And I'm like, do you just have a problem with playing the best game that's out? <laughs> like because he said the same thing about One Piece. I'm like. Just read it. <laughs> like, isn't like we're not telling you wrong. Yeah. Just read it, bro. Like, you'll see what we're talking about. You'll see what makes us so attached to the characters and to the world. I have some friends that like are just people I know that I've talked to a lot about One Piece. Where like they they always talk about like oh you know I watched like a little bit of it and I didn't really like what I watched. And I was like, well, One Piece isn't a show that you can watch or read just a little bit and understand what it's going to be because. It's an extremely, you know, long series. So, like, you know, you have to give it, a, you know, a little bit to explain itself to you so you can see what it is. But I have friends who, like, love Dragon Ball to death and think <laughs> it is the greatest thing that ever happened in the world. And, like, but they're so married to the American version of it that I guess, like, the goofiness of Dragon Ball, they kind of just forget and they only think about, like, Edge Lord Vegeta like, and that shit, just, that shit just really gets on my nerves. So, like, I, I really encourage people to, like, to try One Piece if they like Dragon Ball because all of the zany stuff that got us into Dragon Ball originally, like, or me anyway, like, when I would watch the VHS tapes of, you know, Curse of the Blood Rubies and Sleeping Princess and Dragon's Castle, like, just the wacky bullshit that happened in the original series, like... One Piece has so much of that, and it's really just such a good, wonderful thing. Like, so much of my life, like, there are points in my life where, like, really shitty things would happen to me, and I would read that comic, and just <laughs> everything felt better. Yeah. Like, so, like I said, because, like, Luffy, I'm like, that's how we said, like, we can't focus on the main characters, but, like, Luffy as a character seems like there's, like, a draw towards him that makes you enjoy him. And love him so much because like going back to his theory is that like I can't believe that he even said it because like he doesn't watch it or reads it mm -hmm. but he said well I think what's going to happen which is might have be true is that Luffy's going to turn Blackbeard he's going to turn him because Luffy being who he is I don't even want to hear the rest of this he's going to yeah. turn him so they can face the world government. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. I think He's already working for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think Teach... Uh, there's all these crazy theories about uh, 
the the people who have the D in their name and that the, uh, there's this really bananas theory about like um, these aliens who came down to space because there's all this crazy lore shit in One Piece. Like there's this character named Joy Boy. Do you know about Joy Boy? Oh uh, no, no, no. Okay, well he's basically like this uh, mess, like messiah. Is that the way you say that word? He's like he's like a like older. We don't know much about him, but just from what we know, he's like this messiah character who's like. He existed a long time ago, like, and he's been alluded to a lot, especially on the Pony Glyphs and stuff. But anyway, there's these theories that, like, because, you know, you, you've you read up to the current in the manga, right? Yeah. Okay, so... You, you saw me read up Okay, so they, they, do these, they do these chapter headers uh, after they defeat NL, where NL goes to the moon, and he... Because uh, in One Piece, they sometimes they'll do like little gag covers where like fans from like Hokkaido or Tokyo or wherever, whatever prefecture in Japan, they'll send in things they want to see Oda draw. So it'll be like you know Zoro sharpening his sword with a bunch of porcupines. Or something. I remember, I remember the Ace ones. Those were funny as hell. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Well, there were these ones that they that Oda did with NL, where NL went to the moon and he found this this old like ruins of this civilization um that existed then and the crazy thing is they look the way the people look uh on the ruins they look exactly like the celestial dragons uh, oh wow from sabbaty or whatever so these people they developed this theory where there are like three different sects of people that came down to earth like basically to um make it a new home or whatever and like they built this empire and then uh joy boy who was like the the jesus christ of this place like the muhammad the krishna the buddha of this world right like he he basically (laughs) yeah basically like he kind of led the world and everything but then these people eventually rose up against him and they would they eventually go on to form the world government but Part of that theory is that there were these families that were descendant from the this original empire, and that D was in their name, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it like signified some connection to this old thing that existed, I guess, in the void century, something like that. It's fucking crazy. It's it's a crazy, extremely detailed theory. But there are all these like allusions to like the Tower of Alexandria and like just different religions and stuff like that he, that he sprinkled into his story so far that pe- lead people to think about this kind of stuff. Like uh, Alexandria, would that be like Alabasta? Or is that what I'm thinking? There's different no? stuff. Like like I don't remember what exactly they said. What was the thing about uh, Alexandria? But there but there's this theory that the teaches were actually like this group of scientists that worked for the you know empire or whatever and uh, eventually they wanted to uh, do more crazy research and stuff like that and uh, they, they're the ones that created the devil fruits mm-hmm. and it's like they were using they created the devil fruits as like a fake out tactic and they but they built a weakness into the devil fruit being seawater and um yeah, it's dude, it's crazy. It is a crazy theory. I came home and read it to Sean one day, and we just geeked out the rest of the day, being like, "What if that's true? Like, what? What would <laughs> you think when you read it?" I mean, it, it seemed a little out there, but it also had these 
different things and it just kind of it was like there, there were connections that I was making and I was like I don't know it, it could be something similar to this because that's the thing I like about when you guys come to me about these theories I'm pretty sure you see it on Reddit or Google or you're like where do you guys go to see them uh, yeah a lot of them just show up on Reddit yeah oh. one piece threads but like I just I just think it's interesting that people actually have time to like look at the story and go like, well, this could happen, and then you're like, oh, well, shit, <laughs> you have a you you have a great point, and like the last one that you brought to me about Ace was like, oh wow, like that kind of makes sense though. Yeah, and, and I, I just happened upon that one, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> hold on, so so this is what One Piece Wiki says about Joy Boy. Basically, it says. Around 800 years ago, the residents of Fishman Island made a promise to a great man named Joy Boy. Joy Boy attempted to raise Noah with Poseidon's aid, but he broke his promise to Fishman Island. However, Fishman Island promised they would keep Noah safe until a certain day came. On the polyglyph is a letter of apology from Joy Boy to Poseidon, apologizing for breaking his end of the bargain. Fishman oh, yeah, Island's yeah, half of the promise was almost broken during the events of Fishman Island art, but when Luffy was asked to protect the island no matter what the cost, even if... Noah had to be destroyed in the process. So, but the the main reason that the, that theory exists though is that there is this character whose like name Joy Boy could be a reference to, and he was like this like ancient king or whatever, and like he united these provinces and stuff. And like I, I want to say it was like partially like a religious thing, like some of it might have been myth and stuff like that. But but they kind of wove those elements into the story. It was a fucking batch of crazy theory, but I highly encourage you. Uh, yeah, I definitely have to because like it's like because if that was real or something, I'd be like, oh, well then you guys kind of hit it on the nose. I might still have the link. I can actually send it to you. Okay, let that'll work. Uh, what's the name? Uh, how we're talking about how everything's like sprinkled in and foreshadowed in uh Oda's work. Does I might be wrong, but has Marcus came back yet? Marco? Marco. Not Marco. Marcus. Marco. Uh, has Marco came back yet? No. That's actually why uh, uh, his son, Edward Weevil, uh, that's why. That's actually what they're looking for. They're looking for Marco. Um, and that's why they're looking for Luffy. Whenever Whitebeard's son shows up, that's what he's looking for. <laughs> oh, Marco. Yeah, whenever oh. he... Whenever, yeah, so they're trying they're trying to hunt down Marco because they think like he has some ties to uh, Whitebeard's treasure that he had, like his fortune, and they they want that. So. Hmm. I thought he was gonna play a lot bigger part, I guess, because he isn't he technically the head of the Whitebeard Pirates now, or is that uh, disbanded? Yeah. If, if they haven't disbanded, then yeah, he would be. I don't know. Be Maybe we'll find out sometime in the near future. Or <laughs> distant future, like two years from now. I don't know. I mean, I'm use the restroom. Okay, go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> hey, but, like, so what were your thoughts on Dressarosa? Dressarosa. Uh, I liked it. Once it got to the whole. What was his web called? Birdcage? The Birdcage, yes. Yeah. Once it got to that, like, it felt like it kind of dragged on a little too long. But the fights were pretty cool, and I really liked like all the Coliseum stuff, and then the stuff with the uh, oh my gosh, what are they even called? The little, the little toy people. Oh no, yeah, I know the what you're talking about. The cute little like toy soldiers looking things, nutcrackers. Yeah, um, 
Hot Yeah, we were talking about it, but did you think Robin already knew who Sabo was? Robin? Yeah. I think she said, like, hey, you found, I see you found Luffy. Does she say that? Oh, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I haven't even <laughs> registered. It's completely possible that she ran into him. At the revolutionary. Time skip. Yeah, because at the revolutionary. Yeah, moment. she was with him. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. That's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. You could be. I mean, did he offer to go get the volume? I don't know. I don't know what volume, volume it would be. I don't. I can do that when he gets back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Do Wait, you know what volume? Volume or Sabo shows back up. Would that be? He he's pretty good at this. You you tell him like a part in either One Piece or Dragon Ball that you want to see, and he will pull out the volume and be like, "It's right here." <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> makes immediately sense. right where it is. I do that like with my Dragon Ball collection. I'm like, I know where, where the damn thing is. Like, <laughs> like it would be a specific spot, and he'll find it like that. I mean, I don't know if I mean it's right where Robin meets him, like sees him. So like, I could be completely wrong. Oh, this is the so I got the chapter. Yeah. Where it's it's, it's actually the next volume. Oh, so like, I'm like, so did, so I did, I honestly need to get the like the old volumes of it. Just Dude, the, they have these really cool box sets on Amazon, and they come with like posters and like a little. Like, it's gonna be chapter seven thirty two. Chapter seven thirty two. We're looking up, guys. Page. I can't tell you. <laughs> Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I guess it was like an extra short chapter. Sure. But I think it's funny how they're all like related. Like they still like that's my brother. That's my little brother. Like, uh, fuck the bullshit. Yeah, I remember. I remember that because <laughs> they uh, because they they leave Luffy hanging uh, for a couple chapters. So it was like it was a few weeks until we found out what the hell was going on with Luffy, which kind of accentuated. Yeah, but um, felt the drama. seeing her on topic of Sabo. I'm surprised he decided not to try to come back. I guess because he couldn't remember. Because then he had like a head problem for a while. Couldn't remember what? Like he couldn't remember. Luffy and Ace? Yeah. yeah. See, because uh, Sabo starts fighting in the ring dressed like Luffy. Yeah. Like, we don't know it's Sabo until he gets into his fight. And then. Uh, he uses his devil fruit. Yeah. So he no, he's not a devil fruit. He, he whips he, off the. He, he actually. Uh, whips off. <laughs> he actually looks Alex. I'm pretty sure um, I thought it was like right after like he revealed who, who he was. I was like, oh cool, Sabo's alive, and you're like, oh great. I think someone tried to spoil that for me. I said, yeah, I don't need to hear anything else that you're saying to me. People who spoil <laughs> things, they're the worst kind of scum. I mean, Not the worst, but they're they're up there. I mean, like if we put we say spoiler alert. Yeah, that's, that's different. That's different. If you give plenty of warning before you spoil something, that's cool. But if you're just like gabbing, and you know that someone's not caught up on something, and you just yeah. Oh yeah, that happens. It's like no, shut God, up. It's no longer. <laughs> you Did you find it? Yeah. Find it? <laughs> oh, it's in there. I just whatever you wanting to know. Oh, we're <laughs> wanting to know if Robin acknowledged like Sabo, like she met him. Okay, that's what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we're like, just like thumbing through. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's like, yeah, this part right here. <laughs> oh yeah, this part right here. No, but uh, 
So, like I said, I'm surprised that Saul didn't try to come back after he like the, he got shot down. I mean, he got he got busy. He was doing stuff. He got shot down, so I thought he would come back to the island, but I guess it would be more of a story thing for him to like. Oh, he's actually alive. Yeah, man. <laughs> he he kind of went off into, and he did, didn't he get injured? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got injured, so yeah, like he got picked up by somebody too. The Revolutionary Army. Yeah, like so. he. So I when Ace, I think he got caught up in their cause, and that's why he didn't go back. So when Ace died, though, like when he just balling, he didn't. I don't know if they knew if he actually knew Ace, but I think he kind of remembered. What do you mean? I thought he had like a head problem. No, he no, he remembered. Fine. The, the no, I think Salvo actually. Um, whenever Ace dies, he uh, he gets that letter. He sees it in the newspaper. Yeah, and he has that scene where he kind of like. Breaks down over yeah. or Ace's death, and like I guess they didn't know if he actually knew. Like you know who Ace is? Like yeah, I know who Ace is. We grew up together. It's like a thing of uh, like you lose someone that you're really close to, and then the fact of the matter is like we haven't talked about the theme. Like some of the themes of One Piece is that thing, like theme of friendship. It's like really, really strong. Oh, like yeah. within the, like within the, uh, within the straw hats. I don't. And like family is strong in the white beards. Like, um, I'll get back part. with you later on this. Okay, because okay, like I'm just curious. Yeah, I'll get back. So. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking for you. <laughs> He's getting sleepy. He's getting sleepy. I can tell. It's, it's been a long day. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> After nine, yeah. Yeah. After nine. Man, one of my favorite things to do is to sorry. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to refer to my one piece shelf. It's just because you know, like Sean and Thomas and I will sit down and we'll talk in the living room occasionally some nights, and one piece will come up like it always does, and and Thomas will be like, "Oh, what about this part?" Sean will be like, "This part," and I'll walk over and I'll check and reference because you know it's like, "Oh, I have the ultimate reference material." I was just talking about that how like we'll give you like something to look up and you'll immediately go and you'll like pull the volume, the <laughs> yeah. exact volume off the shelf, and you're like, "It's in this one." Yeah. I mean, I like we were talking like how you talk about uh, Thomas is actually reading that story again, how they, like this podcast might influence him, but like just the idea of like we're trying to help others like get into. Stuff with material that they haven't read in a while. Because mm. I think someone said that uh, they're going to go back and like read uh, Willacom. Hmm. I've never actually heard of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, Good. wow. <laughs> like, oh, that. Excellent decision. And like, just the idea of like Dragon Ball, like, dang, you guys really dove that deep into Dragon Ball. I didn't think about some of this shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I could talk about Dragon Ball forever. I know, but like, just just think about that. You've been talking about if you were to combine the two podcasts, you've been talking about One Piece for two and a half hours. No, three and a half hours. My bad. Just about like stuff that we haven't talked about, like how like the Sea Body arc went to Mermaid Island. It was kind of different and kind of a mythical mm-hmm. in the sense of that it. Kind of really didn't fit in the story, but it did because it was a one piece land. Yeah. So it's just. And then all of a sudden we can talk about Sanji. Is just that he has this really big arc right now that. Oh my gosh, I love it. I like how you said Big Mom is your favorite right now, right? 
Yeah. Okay, so... Well, not just the Big Mom, like the whole Zoe stuff up to now. I don't know what they're going to call this arc when it ends, but um, it's really good. The Kaido Big Mom stuff, it's really, really entertaining. I, I really like it. Be the... Okay, guys. I don't know, because it, Zoe and Big Mom are directly connected. Yeah, like they're... It's like yeah. that Yuslava order set. There's no, like, clear ending mark like there was for the previous... Like, uh, areas. Was. It's definitely not, because, like, they, so many of the characters carry over from Punk Hazard until now. Like, they just got rid of Caesar. Like, Caesar's been with them up until right now. And then, like, so happy he's gone. Law was with them, <laughs> like, forever. And, and now Law is on Zoe. But, like, so, like, the thing about the most recent chapters in One Piece, like, the, for since the time skip, is, like, every arc has felt really connected. Like, it, it's felt like just one continuous like one journey. Big like, big thing, yeah. Like, in, huh. Instead of it being cut off, where, you're like, oh, here's the Captain Kuro arc, here's the Arlong Park But arc. do you think that's going to be the problem now that we're starting to see the Pirate Alliance with Luffy in the Straw Hats? I don't think it's going to be a problem. Or do you think that's going to be a bigger factor now? Fuck yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, it already is, like, the stuff with, like... I mean, Law, especially. Like, all the stuff that's been going on with Law ever since uh, Punk Hazard, you know? Like, I don't know. The The best thing about the recent story arcs is, like, they've been really great at world building. And they, they're... It's like they've been telling one... Since Punk Hazard, they've been telling one huge, continuous story. Because if you think about it, Doflamingo is directly tied to Punk Hazard because of all the crazy shit they were doing there with the experimentation. And then if you go even further, all the stuff that happened in Dressrosa is directly tied to what's happening with Zoe and Big Mom and stuff. And then Fishman Island is when Luffy told Big Mom to go fuck herself. So it's like, the whole thing is like, it's, it. I don't know, it just feels like in the first half of the series, you know, we would get like pause breaks where it'd be like, you know, and then the straw hat sailed away, and then... Uh, they get there, and, and then they go to the Snow Island, and they don't know what to expect but or what like, they're going to do there. It's like we're getting every second of what's happening now. Like, like the stories are getting down into the details. Like, as soon as they beat Doflamingo, we see the toast, and then they're like, shit, we gotta go, because we gotta go find Nami and Sanji. And then they leave, and then they're like, holy shit, there's this whole thing with Wano. And then it's like, okay, well, we need to go get Sanji back, because Sanji's missing, and now they're going there, and now they're like, well, we need to go get to Wano, because that's where Zoro is, and Chopper, and those guys, not Chopper, uh, Robin and them, and... Yeah, I thought Chopper was. No, Chopper's no. with them in a whole cage. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So, like, it, it's like it's been non-stop since the time skip, because everything is really tying in, not that the previous arcs didn't tie in, like, there's the Jinbei stuff, there's the Lola stuff, there's all of that, but, like, this stuff is tying in so heavily that the arcs are almost blending into one another. Yeah, I, I think it's cool in, like, how you say, well, they're there and this, and it's just that you see Luffy is like, I'm not leaving none of my friends behind me. It's like, no one's going to be left behind whatsoever. Yeah. So it's kind of how that mentality. I, I think he probably got that from Ace a little bit. I think he just kind of always had it, but you have to think, like, um, his dad kind of isn't in his life. He doesn't... To my knowledge, we don't know who his mom is. I don't even think Luffy does. Um, Garp is like the only consistent figure he's had in his but life. But he's going <laughs> doing marine shit. There's yeah, but I'm just saying like even then, Luffy's always kind of been more on his own. He's always kind of he's not really been this like very reliant character. And he also had a very strong 
uh, like role model. There we go. That's where I was looking for. That he wanted to be just like, and he ended up you know, sacrificing his arm to save him. So he's seen like someone caring about. What was your original question? He's talking about he's talking about Luffy you not know, wanting to leave any of straw hats, yeah. like behind and. Like, you know, like, you said like that. all the Sanji stuff. <laughs> you did. You went. You just did an Aoi moment just to the T, bro. I think Luffy is a a cross between a utilitarian and a very um, not not that he's really empty, but that he he's just kind of dim. <laughs> like yeah. he's not very smart. I don't have much battery. We <laughs> yeah. have to use yours if you want. <laughs> uh, but like he kind of. You know, like, he's not very... I don't think Luffy's very honest with himself, like, in terms of, like, how much he needs other people. Like, he, he wants to do everything on his own, but he realizes that in order to... Because the main reason he says he wants to get a pirate crew is because, like, superficial stuff. Like, when he first talks about getting a pirate crew, it's because he wants to sing songs and drink, you know, beer and stuff. Like, that's why he wants to get a pirate crew. And go on adventures. It's, it's, yeah, and go on adventures. It's not because he needs it. Yeah. It's not because it's, like... This thing that is necessary—it's just more he like wants to have a career in it, or it's just have fun. Yeah, it's like, just more about the fun and the friendship aspect. But like everything else just follows. He's like, we don't ever see Luffy get like emotional. Like uh, you only see him get emotional once. Well, I'm saying like you don't really see him twice. You don't you don't see him show emotion about his crew until after Marineford because that's. What I'm saying. that's that well, he gets pissed off a lot, and he gets really happy, oh, but he never gets like. Are you sure about that? What about Water Seven? What Usopp? Even then, he's just really okay. Okay, so yeah. So then, <laughs> I'd say there's, there's two. There's Usopp. There's the crew getting split up at Sabity. There's. I mean, like. Marine uh, Ford <laughs> with Ace, and then there's. Uh, whenever he sees Sabo again. I'm specifically only talking about like. Non-circumstantial emotion. Oh yeah, just like like Luffy showing an overwhelming, overwhelming amount of need for other human beings. Like the the situation with Usopp was that Usopp was leaving the crew, and Luffy didn't want that to happen. You know, the situation with Ace was that he was fucking dying, and that's his brother. You know, he's not one of his crewmates. Like like we see Luffy show emotion towards Ace, like in just happiness that he's there. You know, he's like, oh my god, you're you're here. When it's when he goes to Zoro, he's like, "Hey, you're cool. Want to join my crew?" Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Though. And like, then whenever he finds Nami, it's like, "Hey, you're you're a good navigator. Join my crew." It's not like it has nothing to do with her as a person. Like because every time he invites someone into his crew, he always says, "I haven't decided if I'm gonna let you into my crew or not yet." Even if they even if he hasn't asked him yet, they'll just they'll just be like, "Hell, he almost tried to kill a Chopper," and he's like, "Oh wait, let's make." Like, like with talk. Nami, he's like, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to ask you to join my crew. And then she says she hates pirates. And he's like, all right, never mind. I don't want you in my crew. <laughs> and, I mean, and then with all the stuff with Sanji at, at a... The show. <laughs> yeah, well, he, how he's, like, counting his crew. And then Sanji, like, he says his, the number of crew members he has. And Sanji goes, wait, did you count me? I didn't say I was joking. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Luffy has, like, a very strong sense of uh, social and civil liberty. But that stems from, like, this very, like, free aspect driven of his life where, like, he just wants everyone to be free constantly. I feel like, personally, like, I didn't feel really social until I read about Luffy's character. Like, just how upgoing he was. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, he, just doesn't, like he doesn't take anything seriously other than his ambition. 
Like that's yeah. the only thing you take seriously. Like if you notice, there's only very few times that Luffy actually listens to someone's backstory. Like um, the couple times I can remember off the top of my head is in uh, is in Skypia whenever yeah. because it, it's directly related to them being there. Oh, Nami's he's like I'm going for a walk. When Nami, Nami's, Nami's trying to it wasn't even Nami it was uh it was someone from the town was trying, yeah. that was trying to tell them the backstory of Nami and Luffy's like and they're like Luffy don't you want to hear this and he's like no nah, I think I'm gonna go for a walk and he yeah. walks off a lot of the time he just like he doesn't really care he just he just more of a person who like lives in the moment and decides what's right then like he doesn't really care about who you were before he just cares about who you are now yeah yeah, but it's more like Luffy was just constantly asking him to join his crew, and then Brooke is playing him a song, and then while he's playing the song, Brooke tells him what happened as a way of accepting his invitation to join the crew. So it's not like Luffy is actively like, yeah, tell me a story, Brooke. It's like Luffy's like laying on the piano, and he's like, Brooke, join my crew. And Brooke's like, well, I gotta tell you something if you're gonna join my crew. And if he's like, come on, just join my crew. It's also pertinent to the plot because <laughs> then he finds out that. Laboon. Yeah. So, Laboon. so like, unless there's like a very obvious plot device for why Luffy needs to listen to the story, like in uh, uh, Zoe, like the one of the only other times, there's like few instances where he actually listens to people. Like in Wano, he does. Or not Wano. So, because um, he's genuinely confused. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I felt confused with that whole process. Zoe was a, it felt off. Zoe was a little. I, I guess so. I, I mean, like, I it was cool that it was on the back of elephants. <laughs> that's cool yeah, shit. The whole, I, the whole see, thing that's the cool. whole thing that threw me off, and then all the. I kept getting that. That's the arc where I was really confused about all the characters that were introduced, their names, and like who was what and who was on what side. That that. Was a little. I think the build fuzzy for me because that was the build up for Sanji. I'm like. Yeah. And for Wano. Wow. I just like it took me a minute to wrap my head around what the fuck was going on. I'm like, so who the fuck is Sanji related to? <laughs> so. I mean, I guess you guys are so relatively new to like keeping up with it on a weekly basis. Yeah. yeah. I I did not have a problem with Wano or with Zoe whatsoever. The the only problem I had with it was that I felt like the moment SK reveal was kind of like. Huh. Like that, that's all it was. Like I it's not that I didn't like it or that I did like it. I was just like you did that. That's how I felt. Like it wasn't I don't know, I, I can't really explain it. Like I, I like Moment SK more now because I felt like the whole time he was sticking around I was kinda like, Why the fuck is he still here? Like what the hell? Like yeah. Okay, you're gonna have to refresh my memory on all the stuff that happens in Moment SK. Well Moment SK was found in uh Punk Hazard in Vega yeah. Punk's lab. Yeah, and they um, were they were looking for him. Right? His dad was looking for him, Ryunosuke or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no wait, Ryunosuke is the son. Momonosuke is the uh, no. Momonosuke is the dragon. Mom, yeah. Uh, so he's like turned into a dragon, and then eventually turns back, and they're disguised. They're disguised as a father and son because they're trying to protect Momonosuke's identity as the heir to this, uh, basically like politically important family from Wano who is in hiding because people are trying to murder him and uh, so then whenever they finally get to Wano they encounter this ninja who was hiding out on Zo and Zo tells them when they're at Zo the ninja Murasaki is his name which is kind of like a no I don't think that's his name 
That's a Dragon Ball thing. <laughs> I'm tired. Really, you're, fine. Yeah, you're confusing me. <laughs> the ninja that's hiding at Zoe tells them who Momonosuke actually is, which Momonosuke is not actually his name, but I can't remember his fucking real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we find out that Ryunosuke is not actually his dad. All that good Wait, stuff. Wait, who's the one that's like the, uh, the no drama character? No drama not, character. Uh, not no. The, the Japanese, the one that's got like the face paint and he's like... He's somebody they find at Dressrosa. What, what is his name? I can't remember his name. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I know, but I know that they, they know each other, don't they? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, all sure. three of them are in on it. They all yeah. knew who Momonosuke was. Yeah. So, like, um, anyway, that is, like, why the whole Wano thing is about to happen. Which a lot of people feel like that's when we're going to get Zoro's backstory. Personally, that could be because of very minute details in Zoro's origin story. Specifically just the detail of the... Because there are these panels in Zoro's backstory, which is only, like, six pages that are these Japanese-style houses uh, with tile roofing and, you know, the architecture is very similar to feudal Japan. Uh, there's nowhere else in One Piece that looks like that, and the characters that come from Wano are very clearly dressed in feudal Japanese garb, so it's pretty clear that Wano is probably the area that Zoro may have come from. The problem being, Zoro, how the fuck did he end up in the East Blue? Yeah. yeah. Like because well, like he's a pirate hunter though. But but the thing is is he said he traced a lead to that area where Captain Morgan was and then he couldn't figure out how to get the hell back. He was yeah. But I'm just saying that is such a distance to travel. I mean, but if anybody is going to get that far but away, ha- like but you get have that to far understand, off course and get You have lost, to understand it that it's like you have to go over uh, the red line. You have to go through all of that shit you just know, to get to the East Blue. It's it, like completely it impossible. Does make sense, so but it's completely fucking. If impossible. that's the case, I'm sure that Oda has some sort of like little side story of how that happened. And it's probably something to do with like he because he paid someone to take him where he was going, and he probably got drunk and slept through the whole thing because and it, had no clue. Because that's gonna be because <laughs> like that's gonna be a thing because like the first time that he saw the Grand Line was with. Yeah, him, but so. he could he could have gone through the Grand Line and not known because he's Zoro and he, <laughs> he sleeps all the damn time and he gets blackout drunk. So, I mean, he ha- he does have an out on that. He would just have to take the proper channels of setting us up and letting us oh, yeah, have some sort of. I don't think Zoro is gonna be from Lana. Huh? I don't think he's You've been saying that you thought that though for a long time. Did I, you change your mind? I've only ever said that that's the theory specifically just because of the architecture. But we don't, But, but we you're don't like, know. okay, but it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't make much sense at all. The anime backstory of Zoro is actually a little different than the manga backstory. I was wondering that. They go into it a little bit more. Like, they show him at like some tavern before going out to find uh, whatever pirate he was after or whatever. Um. Which was supposed to be Buggy, I think. I think he's yeah. supposed to be hunting down Buggy. Uh, but the thing is, is like Zoro, uh, he was in a school, like a, a swordsman school. So it doesn't necessarily mean he has to be from the same area he's going to school in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Zoro doesn't really talk about it. But in the same way, we've gotten this like huge backstory for Sanji that no one was expecting. Like, came completely out of left field. Do you think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck you you thought we were gonna get a Sanji backstory? When they when they showed the one at Dead or Alive, that was a 
Okay, before but, that. Like, how his backstory At the end is, of Dressrosa, oh. you were like, yeah, Sanji's backstory is coming next. That's oh, what no, no. No, it's just like, oh, why, like, that's going to be key somewhere. Well, no but, shit. <laughs> it's like, why would it be in there if it wasn't going to be right? Yeah. But, like, did you really think it would be this long for Sanji? I guess. Oh, I'm just like, you what do you mean? No, I'm not, I'm not crying, and my eyes are itching. <laughs> no, saying, go by that. What do you no, mean like, by this long? Like, like, I, I, you can't sit there and say, like, it would just take, like, maybe a year, but it's felt like, what, two years we're in this series? I mean, this set? No, Zou? it's been about a year. It's only been a year? Yeah, it's, been, it's been about a year. For Zoe till now? Mm hmm. Really? Maybe a yeah, little over so. a year. It's not been that long. Oh, that was actually a fairly short part. Oh, it just feels like... Oh, I think it was, like, last fall. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Last summer that Zoe started. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Because Dressrosa ended. That's when we would have been working together, right? Yeah, 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 and that was whenever I got caught up, and I got caught up whenever... Because when we would have started so. working together was whenever Gear 4 happened. Yeah, 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 so... But, yeah, it's been, about, it's been about a year. Yeah, so... But, like, that whole... The Sanji arc, or like, which is about to wrap up, which... Feels like just reading today. Well, that's I guess we've already spoiled it. We're it is spoiled. It's spoiled. Don't sweat it. Huh? Don't sweat it. It's spoiled. It's spoiled regardless. They're leaving. That's all. They're escaping. They're escaping. Luffy like, wants to fight her, but he can't. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm coming back for you. Well, I'm, I'm sure that something. <laughs> she says there, there will be a big moment. She fight. says like, she's like, good luck fighting that thing. She she calls Kaido a thing because Luffy's like. Don't worry, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna go fight Kaido, and then I'm gonna come kick your ass. And then she's like, she's like, ha, you're gonna go fight that thing, Kaido, or whatever. He's like, yeah. she's like, she's like, but don't think you can escape so easily. Which of course they're gonna escape. Really clever, really clever by Oda uh, with the tomate box or whatever. Like, um, yeah, that was like, because that's a callback all the way to Fishman Island, um, and uh, like having that, you know. Don Vito looking motherfucker open up the box and then it exploding and knocking over a giant cake like this is really clever like Oda and only in the only way he can you know tell a story it's very unique uh, but yeah I, I thought it was a good solution to the problem you know it wasn't like this cheesy like and then they're escaping it was like no nah, here's a character that would probably actually do what he's doing and the most interesting scene was the girl that surprise works for the world government <laughs> Sleeper agent. Yeah, I'm getting tired about, about this world government. I just, I just, I feel like they're just all overpowered. And they're they not overpowered. They are just sneaky, and they have their hands in every pocket, and they have. Nah, bullshit. Some of them are overpowered. Kizaru especially. <laughs> Kizaru, okay. oh okay. my god. Okay. Wait, okay. make sure I'm clear. Yeah. That's the dude with the glasses, right? Yeah. They, yeah. They're technically yeah. marines, though, aren't they? They're still part of the world government. I mean, I don't think they're part of the world government. I was thinking more like the council. Or the Marines are the world government. government, Yeah, but I was thinking the the weird council. No, those are just the guys, the admirals that showed up to protect Ace. They're like the highest ranking people in the Marines. You know what I'm talking about. The part, there have been scenes where... The Immortal Dragons. Maybe are are they the dragons? Yeah. The the guys in the black suits that are just sitting around. Yeah. Chatting about stuff. No, that's not. Those those guys are like the the leaders of the marines because what's his name? Golden Buddha. Uh, oh. The leader of the marines. Uh, yeah. So well, you said Hawkeye's not there. I don't know where. Mihawk. Hawkeye retired. I thought. He's, he's not. He's not a. He's retired anymore. He's he's, a, after a marine ford, he was like, "Nah, I'm out, bitches." 
He's got a he's got a V towards the end though, right? I'm you sure. Know? I'm sure everyone's gonna show. Yeah. Up I like. I'm saying he's got to be towards the end, or or Zoro won't become the greatest swordsman ever. Oh, we don't know that they haven't fought. We don't know what happened. There could be there. another. There could be someone stronger than Mihawk. That could be because Mihawk's technically retired, so somebody had to have taken his place. That's a badass sword he has. I don't care what anybody says. That was a badass the sword. The church sword, the big. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Every time I look at him, I just think of like that dude totally goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> like something about his. He does look like a pilgrim. Just this, like this, like Spanish, like. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. <laughs> is that just me? Like something about his like color scheme and his character design reminds me of Prince. Well, Prince. Yeah. Makes me think of like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> you know, like, so like I guess because we're all kind of like you, we you said several several times that you love the Big Mom arc. Mm-hmm. What surprised you the most about this arc? Pudding. Pudding. No, I'm pudding. Sonny's backstory. <laughs> Like, the, just the fact that, like, um, you know, his siblings, like, are pretty much the result of human experimentation. Human yeah, that shit was kind of weird as fuck when I was reading it. Did like, Vegapunk's oh. name dropped in that part? No, it wasn't named dropped, it was directly involved. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't, well, that's what I meant. I couldn't remember if it was Vegapunk or if it was something else. But, like, just the idea of, like, you know, his experimentation, like, that's how he's made, and, like... When he takes off his mask, I guess his face. I was like, okay, then. This is- yeah, the the stuff with Sanji's mom actually like it. It explains a lot about Sanji's character because yep. she was sickly, and Sanji's kind of like. He adores women. He's kind of like. I'm trying to think of it. He's kind of a bigot towards like effeminate men, like like in homosexuals. Like he's really shitty <laughs> to them yeah <laughs> which is really funny because he gets caught on a home like an island uh, full of you know transvestite men and that's what makes his legs so strong <laughs> yeah. but like the thing the thing is the thing is is that like he's he's also kind of like in a he really like objectifies women a lot so like Sanji's kind of like a touchy character for me. I love Sanji, but like he's in my top three regardless. <laughs> I, I love Sanji. I got nothing against him. Well, I got a couple things against him, but like, <laughs> but no, he's kind of he does some fucked up stuff. He really does. Like he he's he's like he totally objectifies women on a daily basis. Right. But he he has a complex. He he's, he he's, has a mommy complex. Like that's what I'm saying. Like dressed <laughs> like the. The Sanji backstory arc kind of rectified some of it, where it's like it kind of put things in perspective. He obviously has like a really complex relationship with his father, or, or the person who, as of this last chapter, he no longer says is his father. Yeah, no. Which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I feel like it vindicates a lot of things for Sanji for me. Yeah. Ben Smoke vindicated. Hey, but you better watch out for that blood, though. Now, are they are they royalty? Is that what it was? They're just, just like they're, they're a militia. Mm-hmm. They're like a okay. task force. So they they lease out their their army for you know just different shit. And their children. They're warlords basically, but they're not like 
the warlords. Sea warlords, you know, thing. Which is why they, why the Big Mom Alliance yeah. made sense because they, you know they were gonna take power back. Yeah, their relationship with it. Yeah, the marriage thing and like you said that was a surprising because I think you actually texted me and said that they belong together like that. Was yeah, exciting. well, I I really liked it. Like, the, and I should have known. I should have known there was some Oda ass Oda shit going on with her, but it's just, I don't know, it was just, they were very sweet, and it was, well, it was perfect, because she I, bakes, he cooks, like, I was like, I want them to get married, and I want her to join the crew, she's just really cute. When I saw that scene, like, when I read that panel, and, like, where she, like, leans in, and talk, tells his sister what's going on, and, like, you see her face change, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now, like, some serious like, shit, and what's crazy is, like, if you were still watching the MA or, like, not... You can hear like their voice. It's not that I'm not, but it's I'm just not, that I'm not I, bad I haven't. That's what it is. <laughs> or, or or you're not. I but, actually like, have been rewatching. Okay, but like you hear some of their voices, like in the like when I read it, like I can yeah. hear their voices. I'm like, oh wow, this is some crazy. To me, shit. it just reminds me of like Sakura and Naruto, and like how she's like this heavenly, like sweet little angel, but then every now and then she's like this fucking death metal singer who has this <laughs> devil demon persona. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like, that's how I picture uh, Putin. Putin oh yeah, she, yeah, Putin is Yandere. I just don't give a fuck about Putin anymore. But the thing, the thing is, like, whenever she, I, I like the scene whenever Sanji lifts the veil and she's like, "I'm gonna shoot you, but I can't do it." And I, I thought it was kind of. And, and he, he still says her eyes beautiful. I thought it was kind of stereotypical. Yeah. Like, like it was very, it was a very One Piece thing. But the the scene that I, the Putin thing that I, I've been thinking about since getting caught up today reading the last couple chapters that I was behind on was the scene where like Nami's like falling because they fall out of the fortress and Sanji catches her and Oda is like a master of subtlety but the very next panel after Sanji catches Nami and they're both smiling because you know they're really close friends you know um, is a picture of Puddin like and it's like grayscale and she's like holding her mouth like this and you don't see her eye and she's holding her mouth like this like like obviously, like hinting that there's something else going on there. So I, I I don't know what that means. I don't know what's gonna happen. Sean's right. Like the whole baking thing versus Sanji's cooking thing. It's really interesting character dynamic. I don't expect her to show up on the Straw Hat crew. I really hope she doesn't, to be honest, because I just. Yeah, like you said, Jinbei is he here? Jinbei's my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jinbei, we've known Jinbei. Jinbei is like everyone's like, known. Everybody known it. Like just the fact, like when are you coming, bro? Just, just, just I just come. hope he makes it off of Whole Cake Island whole. Yeah. <laughs> After the whole wheel yeah, thing. They're all going. Yeah. I'm no, like, the wheel thing didn't happen. The wheel didn't thing didn't happen. No, you remember he because okay. he's just, he just basically like. He told her he was going to stay, but then he decided he wasn't going to. He just straight up was like, nah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. And like you said, like, everyone, like you said, like, everyone on the cover might has a hint to be on the crew. Yeah. You said that was cool. And like you said, my favorite part about the Big Mom was that Sanji, like, Luffy thing, like, I'm not going to eat. Not oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing was how Luffy was missing a tooth for the whole time, and Sean was dead set that they were gonna keep the tooth out. No, and I, was, I like, was not. I was like, I really hope they don't because I don't like it. She she was like, it's, they're probably gonna leave it out. It's been out for like ten chapters now. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, this motherfucker's on billboards all over Japan. I was like, there's no way. And then Luffy drinks milk and he grows his tooth back. I thought that was the <laughs> fucking greatest thing 
whatever. And I just told her, I was like, look, his tooth is back. <laughs> I told you. He drinks milk. And I'm like, yeah. Like. It's just like Brooke. The same thing happened with Brooke whenever Brooke's after Thriller Bark, when Brooke had all the cracks in his skull. Oh, he yeah. drank milk and the, the Isn't cracks Isn't Brooke were... missing a tooth, too? Yeah. And it goes away. <laughs> there, there, there it is. He's back again. <laughs> well, as we continue to wrap up, your thoughts, not thoughts, um... What's uh, your opinion? What's happened next in the series? Before and how do you see it ending? Because I don't think we'll do another One Piece podcast until the end. Until the yeah, end? One Piece? That's gonna be Dude. like fucking twelve years Dude, from now. We were, we were children by then. Yeah. Well, I, I was know. I was thinking about uh, actually starting. Maybe I guess three more arcs we'll do one. Yeah, I was I was actually like, gonna say we should set a goal of three more arcs like Wano and two arcs after and then we can meet up and we can maybe we could maybe we that. can just do a little story arc podcast like whenever like we get halfway through Wano we can meet up and talk about yeah, it. Maybe all the way through. You know. Well, that's gonna be like a year from now. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like we I don't know. If you guys yeah. don't want to talk about One Piece again. No, I love One Piece. We're going to talk about One Piece. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just oh making sure. So, how do you see this next arc? We won't say the end. Like, so you're not saying the end of the series? Not the end of the series, because, like, let's well, not focus on it. I'm going to, to defer yet. to the uh, anime opening that is on right now, because they already kind of spoiled it. What's going to happen? Okay. Uh, yeah, basically, the Straw Hats are going to go back to Zo. And they're gonna regroup with Robin and Zoro and Frankie. Yeah. Huh? I thought they were already on their way to Wano. No, no. the last oh. chapter they just got off the big fucking cake. No, I didn't mean them. I meant the peop- the crewmates that they left back on Zoe. I thought they the those crewmates were on their way to Wano. Oh, I guess they I guess they are regrouping to Wano. Okay, well they'll meet up in Wano. Uh, Kaido's super pissed. He's super pissed right now. Like. Because they defied him on Zoe, and they just messed with his, his partner, Big Mom. So shit's getting real. It's just getting real, real. So I think what's going to happen, um, because they did spoil the Big Mom thing, where, like, Luffy and Big Mom, like, they you know, like to punch each other, like, their fists or whatever, and the lightning. And then there's another one where Sanji and Zoro start fighting Kaido. So I think... Which is going to be so awesome. I think... Yeah, I think that's what we can expect. Um... Maybe Zoro backstory. I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But if <laughs> yeah. Tashigi follows him there, maybe we can finally figure out this this shit that's going on with Tashigi because I've been thinking about this for like half my life at this point. <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> um, like, I would like to so see that that would be like a question that I would like to finally have answered. You know, some people ponder like, you know. Is there life beyond death? And I just ponder, you know, who is Tashigi <laughs> yeah. for half my life. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if we can find that out in the next year, that'd be fantastic. You? I mean, he basically just fucked up that, everything t- for me. Everything for <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't worry, guys, I got this. Yeah, like I said, like, you've been driving a little bit, and that's fine, that's fine. There's nothing wrong, because, like, there's so much material. This stays fresher, because you can instantly go back. Into manga, your manga and go okay. This and like you said, you're currently rereading it. I am. Uh, I'm not. I'm I haven't made it far. It. I haven't made it far, but hey, I'm there's. On, some, I'm on our long park right now. Hey, there's so much material to cover with One Piece. Um, thoughts on Game of Thrones? Thought Spoilers. It, thought it was okay. That was okay. I thought it was okay at parts, but everything with Arya was fucking perfect. I loved it, and then the stuff with the Hound. Oh, you loved Ed Sheeran, did you? 
<laughs> you love the I, rabbit and the Ed Sheeran scene? I don't dislike Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I did love that scene. I love that she sat down and she drank some wine and she fucking literally told the God's honest truth that I'm, she was going to kill the queen and then just laughed at her and she's hey, like, I'm going to be okay. sure, sure up honest with y'all because uh, they won't listen to this. I was actually at work watching that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the last 30 minutes of it like watching yeah. that I was like I heard her say that I'm like I like, oh it's your <laughs> I like a lot of stuff I thought, the, I thought the scene with Arya was kind of underwhelming really? Uh, I just I don't know like, like I wanted it to be cooler than it was I but it was just like kind that. of okay like, um, uh, the, the scene with John like yeah. I, I like yes, what happened the scene with John, with John I like the scene with the Daenerys a lot. I really Did you that. really like that? I like that scene. Wow, that's I feel like it was struggling. I thought it was cool, but at the same time. I might go back and watch just the last, because like, I guess because I was super deep working, of course, but like I heard her say, like, I guess we shall begin. Yeah. And I was like, huh? What the fuck? You didn't yeah. say anything like the last five it's minutes. It's supposed to be like a really dramatic, like yeah. she's going back to where her family is from. Yeah, homeland. She's, she's oh. kind of seeing these things. Quick theory. Um... They, there's something that someone said. So I'm sorry. You, you can exit if you want. Um, okay, Jorah is with Sam right now. Sam just figured out that uh, Dragonstone is literally made out of dragon glass. It's all dragon glass, right? Mm-hmm. But the I saw this on Monday. Who is the one person that we know had grayscale, uh, was sick, and was healed? Oh shit, I forgot. Probably the guy who showed up in the episode. No, Stannis' daughter. She's dead. She's dead, but she was healed. That's what her scars were. And where were they? A dragon. So, does dragon glass heal grayscale? Well, Jorah is there with Sam, and, you know, maybe if that's the case, he's he's in the perfect spot to figure that out. Anyways, I thought that was really neat. That's cool, that's cool. What what is her name? Stannis' dead daughter. Lady... No, Princess Shireen. Princess Shireen. Yeah, like I said, I'm really, mm-hmm. I just feel like they should have just wrapped up this whole season. Just like, fuck this season six, season seven. We understand there's 13 more episodes, just make it just one season. But, you know. No, I like that they're kind of drawing it out. And they're drawing it out, and the next season is supposed to be kind of like in the vein of Sherlock, where it's going to be like, all of them are going to be like nine long, 90 minute long cinematic episodes. What the fuck? Yeah, they're going to be long. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think it's worth it because I think it's getting to the point where. I mean, shit's this, about this to go episode, down. yeah, it's about to hit the fan, and there's going to be a lot of stuff going down, yeah. which is why I think that this episode is kind of slow. Yeah, and like I said, like we were talking about George R. R. Martin Oda earlier. Mm-hmm. If he dies, the directors know how to end it. Yeah, whereas with Oda, but I mean, Oda, Oda doesn't. Next, like probably three or four arcs planned out. But, but, like, we are just no, talking... No, Oda has everything planned out. No, I mean, like, in a binder somewhere in his office. Yeah. And, like I said, like, it's just it's crazy that the directors have already said, like, yeah, we're not telling any of the cast what happens. Like, yeah. they said, we don't trust you, motherfuckers. Like, we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't trust any of y'all. We don't, like, that's true. Uh, games is, like, because the next time we probably be on together, we'll be talking about video games. So. Splatoon 2, are we going to play some good? Some yes, good? please. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, grabbing it, I'm grabbing it Friday, so we'll probably play you Saturday. So send me out, we'll play some. Yeah, um, Diablo, I see you guys playing it. Oh Is yeah, we're playing Diablo very well. playing it with uh, our roommate Thomas. Um, I started, I I started playing a solo campaign. That's, yeah. It's a great. It's, it's so, pretty fun. 
I've been playing that game for like the past like four and a half years. Well, that is the newer been, one, so. I've been enjoying it. Uh, it's just it's this PS4 port of the PS3 game with, with the, all the DLC with, except with the, the new the ultimate edition, like with the new expansion. I know I have it. Yeah. So I, I really cool. have been enjoying it. I don't usually play games like that, and this is my first time really getting into it. And I'm I'm loving it. I actually have been wanting to play more. We haven't played some in about a week. Okay, and uh, any other games you recommend right now that you're playing through? Uh, we can both say Persona. <laughs> Persona's <laughs> pretty good. Um, Neo. Yeah. You guys been playing Neo? A little bit, not much, but a little bit. Oh, yeah. like let me know because we're gonna have to have a podcast about that. So sure, it's really great. Uh, if you like feudal Japanese, you know that era. And you like really difficult video games. Oh, Neo is a good game, and I think that's the only games I've seen you like personally play online. Yeah, that and Persona Five. It's about, it's about, I tried Mass Effect, but that's kind of on the back burner right now. Yeah, like, like you said, mine's like going back between The Witcher and then Final Fantasy Twelve, and like we will talk about that eventually, guys, in like game reviews. And this has been a Word of Influence episode eighteen. Can you believe that we're eighteen episodes in? Yeah. <laughs> like, a long time. Yeah. 18, episodes. 18 in like two yet. months. Two months. And we are on that campaign to get Pear Snyder. Only two <laughs> months? You only been doing this two months? Yeah. Pear Snyder, yeah. 18 weeks. Two months. 18 weeks in two months? Two, uh, 18 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 18 weeks. Can you release some weekly? Can you release some weekly? <laughs> what? You release some weekly? No, Daily. but you did the. Uh, Daily? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I did the Aloy project and that was yeah, four in one week. Yeah. Hmm. So I remember I posted some of stuff. Where are you at? <laughs> I just record on the episode. Like, he just records on the episode. Like Hugs is a G. Like he's like day one. He's like he's my crewmate. You want me to talk about that? Just hang out. Yeah, technically, if you look at it, he is my crewmate. <laughs> True. What about me? Yeah, you are too, okay. actually. We are straw hats in a way. <laughs> All right, this is episode 18. I hope you enjoy the One Piece uh, Aloy moments that we had because like there's some deep ass shit that i even realized <laughs> <laughs> you can catch us on facebook this will be on itunes please leave a review it's been a while that will not happen again i don't care if i have to just do normal like reviews or shit like you guys deserve the time like one week i understand the second week no but look for our as i try to come into like game reviews and enjoy it and get my spill on it it's not about how the game plays but also how it can influence you and like once alex reads my persona he could see it like i promise he will it won't be the same as other reviews put a lot of time and effort which i want to go ahead and tell you you sean that i did the breath of the wild that one but i really enjoyed doing the persona one like more and i don't know why and breath of the wild is probably one of my favorite games of all time it, it, just, it depends on what you can talk about in it and yeah. Character depth and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I just it's probably got to do with the themes being way deeper. Yeah. 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 But like. Whatever. You will talk more about that when we get to it. And like, this has been episode 18. Like, you can catch us on any podcast directory, iTunes, and leave a read, please. We will appreciate your feedback. It's been amazing talking with you guys tonight. Thanks for doing it. Oh, oh, hell yeah, always is with you guys. And Pear Schneider, we're coming for you, man. I need yeah. you on here. <laughs> I need you. Well, 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 it starts tonight. Peace, guys. <laughs>